wizard, Harry. That was too close. You were almost a Jill sandwich. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. As you wish. See, the universal greeting works every time. Okay, we're going to try this out and see if it works or not. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm, okay. I'm confident. I'm going to ask you three questions back to back really quickly. Let's talk okay. about GI Rapid Fire. What is okay. your name? My name is Jeff Cork. What is this? That is your nose. What is and this? you're holding your hands like you're like you're holding uh, like making your hands into what a bowl. I, what, what is What's in it? my hands? Uh, uh, a handful of dried peas. Inexplicably. No, 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 no. This is an imagination thing. What am I actually holding? What are you actually? You're holding Wait, nothing. Let, let's start from the top. What's your name? Wait a second. I no. see what's going on here. I'm not falling into your trick. <laughs> yeah, can I say I and then spell cup? <laughs> uh, so somebody from like, uh, let's just say the larger internet community um, made me realize that this is season two of Bluey right now. And your kids are like kind of older preteen, postteen, aren't they? Yeah, they're in teen and preteen. Yeah. Okay. So 14 and 12. So you're out of the age of it, quote unquote, being okay to watch it just by yourself. But I'd still recommend just grabbing your kids and forcing them to watch Bluey on Disney Plus. It is such a endearing, just like genuinely happy show. And the uh, one of the kids asked the dad what his name is. And his dad's just like, Daddy? It's like, what's this? He's like, nose? It's like, what am I holding my hands? He's like, nothing? It's like, yeah, yeah, dad knows nothing. And it's just not only do they have like lessons for the kids, like my daughter's four, mm-hmm. four and a half right now, but there's also like lessons for like being a better dad, better parent, things like that. Like my uh interactive play of my kid has just shot through the roof of being way more successful from watching Bluey. So yeah, I try to get you say Jeff knows nothing, and then I'd be on record of that. But uh, it's no, I think people can listen to anything I've ever been on before and they'll they'll come to that realization on their own. So what is Bluey, by the way? Uh, I don't know what Bluey is. Bluey is a kid's show from Australia with its uh, four. It's like a family of dogs, but it's like uh, the dad dog, which is Bandit, and the mom dog, which is she has a name. I can't remember right now. And then Bluey Uh is one of the girls. It's a blue healer. And then the the other dog, uh, his name is Bingo. And it's just like these six, seven minute episodes. But like the humor in it, Mm -hmm. it's. It's legitimately top notch for a kid show. Like I thought Peppa Pig was okay. This is like nine yeah. out of 10 as far as kid shows go. And there's been yeah. times where it, I've sent some of my friends YouTube clips of it. And they're like, why are you sending this up? We don't have kids. I'm like, no, trust me. This is great. Just watch it. And they responded with, <laughs> okay, that's the last one I'm going to watch. But yes, that was great. You are right. Yeah. Now you can like, you've, you've worn them down a little bit to start sending them random clips of Caillou and see how long it takes them to like <laughs> just block your email address. Uh, what have you been enjoying recently? I've been stuck enjoying. I just finished with the new Paw Patrol movie and it was okay. The new Paw Patrol movie. Uh, we just finished Loki this afternoon after like we, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's been an interesting time with the Disney plus Marvel shows. I think like, WandaVision started off super strong, kind of fizzled out in the end, in my opinion. 
the yeah i think the first uh, half is better than the second half yeah falcon and winter soldier is kind of it's all right and then loki it's all right it seems like a lot of like cool good ideas that just something about them doesn't stick with me but i am such a agreeable person i've liked everything that the uh, mcu capital letters has come out with but there's a lot of marvel yeah. studio shows like pre Kevin Foggy being over everything. Now it's just like, I don't like this at all. Like shield was okay for a few seasons. I never touched in humans, which apparently is a good thing. I liked all of daredevil, but most of those Netflix shows just crashed so hard almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I don't want to get too, too much into Loki, but I just found the ending. Like it was just, I did not understand what the stakes were. And it feels like, I would imagine that it would be very rewarding if you were a comic book person because you could like it's one of those things where like I can identify this is a reference to something. And like there are people right now that are like sitting on the edge of their couch, like clapping their hands because they recognize these references and that kind of stuff. But it's like it just washes over me because I, I think I'm a very dumb viewer of these shows because I just I could just get a surface read because I'm not familiar with like the deeper stuff that's going on. It is that last um, uh, real fast though at the top to uh, whoever's listening to us right now. We pretty much every topic we mention we will spoil. So if you haven't finished Loki yet, then you know I would say listen to this podcast. But we'll probably spoil Loki and other stuff. So by all means, come back to this episode for anything that you haven't finished yet. Uh, that last yeah. episode where they show the Thanos copter, which is a very big uh, comic book Easter egg. Oh man, I wasn't mm-hmm. plotting. And then as soon as I didn't the, see that because I saw like a I saw like a like like gifts of those like the Thanos copper or like pictures of it online. Like so it was funny to see that. I actually had to rewatch it to catch it because somebody pointed it out to me and there's a scene where they like go beneath the dirt and it, it yeah, there's like, like a jar with a little guy in there. I thought I thought it was a li- I, I knew it was a little Thor, but somebody made me rewatch it and said Thor frog. Oh, really? I, I think so. Yeah, interesting. I feel like I'm lying to you about it, but yeah, it's definitely. No, a I would believe Thor, it though. <laughs> like, yeah, I think you could play Loki. as. Yeah, you could play as Thor Frog in Marvel Lego Marvel superheroes, too. I think it's one of the, he's like unlockable character. But. Um, so this is the Calm Down Nerd podcast where we go and rants about things. Uh, I am Eric Smith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at sincerely underscore Eric. You can follow the podcast at calm down nerd p p for podcast um and i am very uh grateful today for my amazing uh guest uh a mr jeff cork hello you flatter me <laughs> how are you <laughs> so people can find you on better quest monthly with ben hansen through the min max uh, mm-hmm. min with two n's uh based out of minnesota um where can people follow you on twitter if they wanted to they wanted to follow me on Twitter, uh, G.I. Jeff, one long thing. I don't tweet much. Every Friday, I'll tweet a song that I like. And then uh, I, I do a lot of retweeting of Gumby screen caps and uh, the Share Zone accounts. But beyond that, I'm a pretty low maintenance follow. So, yeah. Is there anything there you else go. you'd like Bef- to plug at the top? Uh, I think Better Quest. That's that's fun. And then Hanson and I, we also do uh, AFI podcast. AFI, band, uh, not the what's the fire inside out uh, is yeah, the yeah, podcast. But yeah. yeah, 
But, um, yeah. did, you guys haven't done an episode on the new album yet, have you? What is it called? Bodies? We, we did. Yeah, we did it a while ago, I think. Um, and I would imagine they're coming to town. I entirely missed that. Yeah, they're coming to town soonish. So we'll have to, if if indeed they do and they don't cancel, uh, we'll do like a post show conversation like we did last time they were here when Black Audio you, was. In town. You guys got tickets to it? Yes. I yeah, I completely missed. I knew they had a new album coming out soon, but yep, you guys, uh, June 18th. Man, I, I missed that. By yeah, now. you can find the uh, Fire Inside Out on Spotify. That's where I just found it. Um, yeah. Great podcast. I only have a. I grew up in that early 2000s Warp Tour uh, music scene with a lot of friends and bands mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah, uh, was it? No, I'm getting the name wrong. Girl is gray or girl not gray or something like that. Uh, of course, yeah, I girl's that not gray. Too much. Yeah, and the music yeah, video yeah. just <laughs> wacky at the time. Still holds up as a fever dream. But uh, mm-hmm. have you been listening to other bands you can recommend? Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Jeff Rosenstock and a lot of Pup lately. Oh, I just kind of you put stuff on in the back. Yeah, I call him Pup because I don't ever. I don't think I've ever said that out loud. Yeah, maybe I have. I don't know. Have you listened to Microwave before? Microwave. I don't believe I have. Uh, it should be kind of much uh, along the kind of same lines as Pup is. Kind of that like. Uh, I don't even, I'm going to try to explain Pup and be wrong about it, but it's kind of like a, gr- not garage band, like a gritty pop, n- a gritty punk band. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. I think you it's might like, like microwave. I yeah, I, I I used to gravitate like toward like pop punk a lot. I just am a sucker for melodies, but also like, like punk. And so what do you know? Pop punk exists and it's the thing that I used to really like so it kind of like scratches that itch to use a, a ben hansen term but uh yeah i'm into it have you um do you know who milo ackerman is milo ackerman not from the descendants yes is he so okay. i don't know if you've yeah. ever i'm gonna plug the draft punks on this episode as well um i was on there recently and they did uh four you know, of course, represent in my podcast and kind of like crossover. We're talking about different nerds. And he was my one of my top picks because a dude has a degree in microbiology and he was mm-hmm. like the forefather of like pop punk music in like the late mid mid to late 80s. And yeah, I brought yeah. it up during the podcast and just got like dead air for a solid five seconds. Oh, like, oh disappointing. Um, Dang it. <laughs> Yeah, some of the current actual pop punk music I listen to is The Wonder Years. Um, they did a great mm, yeah. in My Religion. Um, and then um, a band I just found out about over the past, like, let's say six months is Spanish Love Songs. Um, mm. They're really good as well. Down. They're um, yeah. Spanish Love Songs, very close to the whole Wonder Years thing where they have mm. found a way to do pop punk lyrics as adults because you hmm. listen to some like blink 182 songs things like that it's like the music might be okay but just like they're still sound like they're whining teenagers and it's so hard to relate to yeah an older person now so yep. um spanish love songs i uh i call that kind of music uh wine box punk <laughs> so it just mm. definitely feels like kind of an older like they're still a little yeah. bit angsty but the lyrical material is much more relatable yeah absolutely i used to like 
listened to a ton of Mr. T experience. And that's just a band that's very difficult to go back to for me because I'm just like you say, you're just where I'm at. My life is so far removed from the stuff that Dr. Frank's singing about in, in those songs. Like, and like at the time though, it was very powerful. It felt like every song was directed at me and so sad and everything, but yeah, you just get older. That's what happens. If you're lucky. As my, as my, one of my good friends would call it. Do you find yourself listening to some sad bastard music sometimes? Oh, constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so have you you haven't watched any of what if yet? I have not watched that. We were like going to power through Loki and then. Yeah, we think we try to watch those as a family because like I would have burned through Loki. Like as soon as it had come out, yeah. just because but like in coordinating all four of us is becoming increasingly more difficult as my sons get older and they don't necessarily want to watch stuff with us especially if it's something like loki which i just think it didn't really grab them at all so oh man they don't they don't want to watch the comic book shows with your old dad <laughs> they don't want to watch the comic show shows with dad i think it's mostly because uh it it was loki like we watch horror movies together and everyone's like super into that so i think That's we watched cool. the thing i think was the last thing we watched together have you watched yeah. those jordan P- uh i think it's jordan peele movies uh like it's get out. funny you mentioned that because yeah, this weekend my oldest wanted to watch Get Out. We just did not get around to it. Maybe we'll watch it tonight. I don't know. Um, the I I found out the title to his next movie, and it just I want to watch it based off the title alone. If you had to guess five, if I just let's say five words of what the possible title could be, what would your guesses be? I think I know this one. Is it Nope? Yep. <laughs> It's yeah, the best. it's just called Nope, and I was just like, for a horror movie, yep. that is just yeah. applause all around. It's so good. I've yep. never been exactly. Uh, I remember being a big fan of the Saw franchises because I like mysteries and the, the, not detective detective stuff, I guess, but like those mm-hmm. twists and sir swerves. But like other than the Halloween movies, which I think have been great, um, well, I guess technically there's just one of the remakes. And the other one's coming out soon, which I really want to see. I've never been super into horror like some of my other friends have been. Like slasher yeah. flick horror. It just hasn't really been top bill for me. But I can understand. That oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We like, I don't know. I'm not like, I don't like talking about this a whole lot because it does sound like like a bad deal. But like, yeah, we've we've watched horror movies since the kids were very small. And it just is something that they've always really liked to engage with. It wasn't something where I'm like, all right, sit down. We're going to be doing the history of horror, starting with Dracula. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like that, but they were just like, we, they liked it. And it was just like, ah, I'll watch horror movies with it. That's fine. Uh, we've watched like all the Friday the 13th movies, for instance. And it's, it's fun to do something like that because like I'd never seen, I think I just saw the first one before. So it was really great to like, have conversations afterwards and just like all of us scratching our heads going, what are they trying to do with this franchise? Is this even a franchise? It's so awful. Like, in a, like which Jason do you like the best? What's the best kill? It just, it's been a lot of fun to be able to look back. Have you that watched kind of the stuff. Jason goes to space with them? What was the impressions there? Oh, that was just like <laughs> what? Yeah. I think the last few have just been like, what the hell is going on here? Like nobody, seems to really understand it yeah 
uh, one movie I know I saw far too young was a uh, Leprechaun from the Hood. Mm. It's so creepy. <laughs> it's such a weird yeah. movie. We've, yeah, uh, yeah. I was. I think horror movies really like. That's why I'm like, uh, I'm not not super into that, but like, they just don't seem like I I watched some movies when I was young. Like I watched Poltergeist when I was very small, and that just damaged me in ways that. I don't even know. And then we watched it with them and they were just laughing the whole time. So like, it's either like a sign of my sensitivity or uh, maybe the fact that they're just immune to it at this point, which I don't know is good. It's I don't know if it's bad. It just is what it is. Kids these days. Exactly. Yeah. Like um, I had conversations with my wife recently. Again, my kid, my daughter's four and a half and I got mm-hmm. her watching more like the kind of cartoons I watch, like what if like, and we're watching what mm-hmm. if the other day and my wife was like, should she be watching this? What is this even rated? Cause I mean, they said a damn a couple times and some like mm. more not, not actual cuss words, but words you don't want your kid running around saying, I was like, yeah, I don't know yeah. what's rated, but she'll be fine. Like we got her to watch avatar, the last airbender with us, which we were a little concerned when my daughter started trying to hit us with her stuffed animals. But I was like, mm. she'll grow up knowing karate. It's okay. We'll there you go. Exactly. Off. <laughs> yeah what did she think of avatar um she liked Korra more um which i discussed oh with really some, yeah it discussed with someone recently it makes sense why she would like Korra more with the you know female character being uh at the upfront of everything um uh, however i just katara was such a better character to me i wish my daughter yeah toward, towards katara Korra was still great though it's Korra is like an eight out of ten whereas katara is just like a 9.5 out of 10 so oh absolutely still, she, yeah she liked it um Oh, I'm going to try to get her to watch some of Dragon Prince. Um, yeah, I that's all right. I haven't watched any of that or not, but mm-hmm. it's been good. Um, yeah. A lot of the stuff coming through Netflix recently has actually been like Castlevania. If you haven't watched that yet. Mm-mm, I have not. I don't know if I should say you should watch around the kids or not, because there's a lot of blood, but it's like the best combat I've seen in a lot of. It's like top tier combat. Like I would mm-hmm. say last airbender actually has really good combat scenes and it's just really mm-hmm. like I'm part of me want to do this podcast. I love lore, love, uh, uh, long, big history, world building stuff. And it definitely mm-hmm. has big world building in that show. So yeah, I'd highly recommend it to you if you've never watched it. Now, have you, have you watched attack on Titan? Okay. So I started watching it and fell off really fast. Um, with yeah. anime, I am a passive fan of it. I never mm-hmm. stick to series as much as I should. The only series I've watched from start to finish is all of Naruto and all of Naruto Shippuden. Which oh, wow. That comparatively, a lot of people's reaction is just like, you finished that, but you can't, you haven't finished Cowboy Bebop yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, 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 really I think I've watched like two episodes of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. What, my youngest is like super into that. That's why I was asking. Um, so maybe I'll 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 try to steer him toward Castlevania. Then we'll check that out. Yeah, I mean, if you're okay with the gore part, there is some nude scenes in late seasons, so mm-hmm. be aware. Um, yeah, it's pretty gory, but they don't. Yeah, they cuss too. I don't know what the line is for kids. Yeah. I just try to go with my wife off of that. Where my wife is just like, "Don't let her watch that." I'm like, "Okay, I'll listen to you." <laughs> Um, I think the rule of thumb is like you just kind of feel out your family and what you think is appropriate and then silently judge everyone else who doesn't think the same way as you. I think that's a healthy way to look at the world. 
probably. I just uh, yeah. both the activities I do with her, and then like the, what she watches. I always think like, okay, do I want her going out in the world and doing this herself, like with language and stuff like that? Mm. Like, that's why we try to cut shows that have damn in it because I don't want her going up a stranger at grocery store yeah. and dropping the D word. Or like mm-hmm. hitting if it's a show with a lot of like brutal brutality, then I'm like, no, I don't want her beating up her, not even her stuffed animals or anything like that. Like, yeah, she can be pretty aggressive with that's the a- Paw Patrol sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I think like that's totally fine. And I like the thing, too, I think that people, especially like people that are passionate about things, they want to share the stuff that they love with the people around them. Right. Yeah. And I think it's natural to want to expose like your kids to stuff that you're really into, but I think you should show just be patient. You know what I mean? You're going to have a lot of time with your kids. So like there's no rush, you know, I can just walk enjoy the now. times where they're watching bluey and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it gives me a reason. Like I read a lot of comics and like book, like kid bookstore um, stuff mm-hmm. that like, I feel like I missed out on or um, you know, stuff that, I didn't fully experience as a kid, but I know it was really big. So, and she's trying to show us something on the tablet now. She's actually been playing the Sonic game recently. Shout out oh. to the person who did my um, my podcast artwork, Alex Bernagar, big Sonic fan himself. Uh, she loves Rose <laughs> a lot. Um, Ali Bell, do you okay. want to? This person, I don't know if he. Uh, I don't. Hmm, how do I phrase this to a small child? This person has connections to Cool Santa. I don't know if he remembers you or not. Huh? <laughs> eh? Do you, do you remember answering her cool Santa call? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Apparently, I forget what it was, but there's, uh, yeah, she was trying to say Roche because I like two days prior, I tried to get her mm. to in the Roche chant. And I think you and Hanson, oh. no, I'm sorry. I think you and cool, or I'm sorry, Hanson and cool Santa just blew by Hansen entirely. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so next time you speak with cool Santa, tell her that it was yes. an amazing experience for my kid. I very much appreciate it. Oh, that's it. fantastic to hear. I'll pass that along to cool Santa next time I run into him. <laughs> Is there a Patreon goal for you guys to get in touch with cool Santa again? Or do you think that's something that you'll try I bet to do? It would be shockingly low. I would, I bet that it would be $0. You'll, Cool Santa will make an appearance <laughs> again. Uh, is that meaning more towards like you would definitely do it or like, no, there's no amount of money. Oh, cool that Santa. Would, oh, cool. Santa would definitely appear okay. whether you like uh, it or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So of course, as this thing always goes, like, you know, we hit a bunch of different subjects, but like, uh, is there anything mm-hmm, else mm-hmm. you've been enjoying recently that you know, would like to, I recommend or uh, that I want to recommend. Yeah. Let's see. Um, good grief. That's a really tough question because I'm trying to think of what I've been doing a lot lately. Uh, been taking pictures of frogs in my backyard. That's been fun. Uh, we have like this box where we keep our like cushions for the patio furniture and like in the morning, if you lift it, open the lid, there's usually like two or three frogs just hanging out on the railing or the the lip of it. And I always just take pictures of the frogs. So I guess I've been enjoying that. And it's been kind of interesting because it's like a daily thing I do in the morning. And then like I've seen what I'm assuming are the same frogs because they are growing. Are in a, if yet? it's different frog, I uh, have not named them yet. No, but there's like three or four of them. And been seeing them get bigger and bigger. And then there's like a little new one who just jumped onto the scene a couple days ago. So 
I guess I, don't, I, guess I can't recommend that in the same way that I would recommend a show that everyone can stream on Netflix because I would probably not want people to come over and open that box <laughs> because are, that's my are, thing. Are you the kind of person that can very easily put a frog or reptile on your hands? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I, can do it. I can't do it. I, I had, you can't do it. Yeah. So I, I think I'm going to like throw my dad underneath the bus, like full stop. He uh, when I was a kid, he used to like like if he found a black snake or something non venomous, we'd be in the living room like watching mm-hmm. TV or playing NES and he would throw it like on the dining room table or like at our feet. Very traumatizing oh, experiences. Yeah, for, like a, that's no a good. Seven year old. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. blame you for not being into it. <laughs> I mean, I'm yuck. If if I see a rat run like mm-hmm. dart across the room real fast, then that will scare me. Just reactionary. But I'm cool yeah. with rats. I'm small, tiny animals like that. But like anything slithery, nope, mm. not a fan. If it has scales, uh, put it in the mail. As I as the oh, old saying goes, yeah. Wow, yeah, that's what they say. It's interesting because I, I agree with you. Like the being startled by something, like I'm totally cool with just about everything now i think like spiders were kind of like one of the last holdouts where i'm just like eh, i'm not really into that but i just over the past year being at home all the time we got like spiders in our basement not like it's overrun with them you get to like part through cobwebs as you're going down the stairs or something like that it's not like that at all but you know like you see little spiders yeah. on the wall and stuff and i'm just so used to it now i'm just like all right that's not a big deal i think I have, uh, I have I, a buddy that will full on wreck his vehicle if uh like a bug like say like a a, a moth or something like that flies into it. And he's a grown man and it's just he wow. gets scared with fluttery things and will just like twist yeah. the wheel and be like ah get it out of here. Oh, weird. I'm like Dude, yeah. you, you coward. The only time I've been afraid of spiders is when there was one crawling in like the back room of my work and I kicked the wall to kill mm-hmm. it. I apologize to everybody who's upset that I killed a spider, but there was a, uh, a woman that I worked with that asked me to. So I was like, yeah, sure. So I Spartan kicked it. And when my foot hit it, thousands mm-hmm. of babies came pouring out, crawling all along the wall. And that is the one time I specifically oh. remember backing away quickly. Like, that's terrifying. Yeah. I just It was upset. like a Charlotte's Web ending all over your that room. Yuck. <laughs> yeah, there's just thousands of babies just going every direction. Yeah. Anyways, we're we are here to talk about other things, which is mm. better quest. Though we're not really here to talk about better quest, but I do have to put on record, full on recording. I really appreciate you and Ben Hansen doing Better Quest Monthly. I talked to you all fair about how it's personally affected my life, and I just think it's really it's a positive force we need in this shitty world. So, on the record, I appreciate you doing it. Well, thank you. That's very nice to hear. And just just in case people don't know what that is, it's a show oh, that we yeah. have at Max where people come up with goals and Hanson and I come up with goals. And then every month we check in to see how we did and we take calls from the community, Patreon subscribers, and it's just super chill, positive. And there's like a discord that has a really great community and it's been yeah. very rewarding uh, personally and, and it's been super fun. Yeah. With that community as well, plug that Discord. It's uh, the MinMax. I think you only have to just give $2 to that Patreon to have access to that Discord. It is a breath of fresh air in the world of the internet. Um, Mm -hmm. Not as toxic as a lot of other places. The Better Quest channel, I think 
every other week at the very least, because uh, I know it's kind of a weird schedule with wrapping around your guys' recording. They'll have weekly call-in sessions where people just kind of hang out. <laughs> and I really like, I don't want to equate it to like group session, but I really uh, appreciate that accountability that they have set up there where people come in and talk about their goal, their progress, things like that. What is your monthly yeah. goal right now? My monthly goal right now is to contact five people that I've lost touch with. I Either remember by sending yeah. an email or like a letter for some people. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, you realizing that there's a lot of people that you're like, Hmm, what is that person up to? Or, Hmm, I really miss that person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, what has your, I'm putting you on the spot for this too. Cause I know mm -hmm. my answer. What has been your favorite community success story so far? Favorite community success story. Oh, geez. It, uh, just the last episode, we had a listener who started off just wanting to be a little more active because he felt like he needed to lose some weight. So he kind of went on hikes in the neighborhood and was taking pictures and stuff. And then eventually hikes became longer and longer. And he called in like last time and he had just finished hiking the Appalachian Trail, the entirety of it. I got two so words long, so. for you, Jeff Cork. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's, his, that's who it is. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, very inspirational and just lots of cool pictures of the whole thing. And yeah, he did just an the amount of miles. I remember when he said it on the episode, I was like, that's a made up number. But yeah, yeah. hell yeah. He that was the pick I was thinking of is somebody who made incremental small um, improvements in their own life. And then from that mm -hmm. came this hey, I'm going to literally I think he said it was five and a half months that he just spent hiking and you know, yeah. the way he spoke about it, it's a life changing uh, experience. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. That was, that's amazing. But what we actually really brought you on for were these, mm. as a dad, obviously, I've been a dad for four and a half years now because that's the age of my daughter. Mm -hmm. But I'd say over the past year, I fully understand how my dad felt stepping on my Legos as, as, mm. as a dad when those are left out and you step on them. Whew, not a fun experience at all. But no, definitely you came not. on to talk about the good fun experiences with Legos, correct? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and to be fair, like if you went back in time, if you stepped on the, like those jacks that people used to play like back yeah. in the day, that would be worse. Those are like straight up little like ninja caltrops, right? Yeah. But Lego. Still, that's that's not good. You don't want to step on that. And I'll preface this. We're going to talk about Lego. I'm I'm going to call them Legos. I know that like they are their official styles. That you call them Lego bricks or whatever. But I just let's just pretend that that's what I'm doing because I'm just going to call them Legos. So the end. Yeah. Is there is there a, a heated discussion on the whole Lego brick thing? It's one of those like smarmy online kind of a thing where like oh, the people who love to correct of your nose the well actually crowd yeah absolutely <laughs> so like if you want to get nitpicky about it that's great i love legos yeah uh quick quiz uh who is the investor yes, oh i don't know <laughs> that's a, that's another thing i want to talk about as well all right, well, we'll circle back to it then. Hit me up with your Legos. Yes. And again, this is not a podcast for knowledge. I know how to Google things. I know how to go to Wikipedia. This is a podcast yep. about enjoyment and enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. So hit me yes. with that enthusiasm. Yeah, absolutely. So like 
Legos have been like a constant in my life for as long as I can remember. They were like probably some of the oldest toys that I was given. And I've kept my collection throughout my life and have added to it over the years. And uh, it's I think what I like about it the most is that like growing up, we did not have a lot of money, but my parents recognized that like this was a toy that was creative that you could do interesting stuff with. And it was durable. And I can attest to that because like I can build stuff with things that I had when I was five and those blocks will stack up right next to things that I just got when I'm uh, considerably older than five. And he is six now, ladies and gentlemen. I am now six. I'm a big boy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I can just think it's just like uh, I, I remember like when I was 10 getting like a, a little box of night mini figs and uh, that was just like the greatest present ever for that time. And I remember just like running around the house with the, the guys making a move and then like uh, I'm trying to think of what else like. For a while, I got into the Technic stuff because as I was getting older, I think my parents were like, okay, Jeff needs to like more engineering focused stuff for like cranes and like the little pneumatic uh, hoses and that kind of stuff. But I've always gravitated back to town. I think that that's like my favorite theme of all the themes that they've had. I I just like the town stuff. I'm I'm a big fan of the town Legos. I like the like space stuff as well. Mm -hmm. I hate like they had like the old west sets. I've got all of those, and like the ninja ones, got all of those. But town is like kind of my jam. I just have always really liked miniature stuff, and like when I was a kid, I think that I would have like exploded with joy if I knew that Lego was eventually going to be making like the modular houses. You ever look at those? No. Have you ever seen those? Okay. I'll, I'll put them in our chat, but so you can see them while I'm talking about them. um, What were you going to say? Oh, I, I try to have a, um, for me personally, a hard rule Mm -hmm. of not looking stuff on my, up on my phone. Um, try to bring oh. it back to the olden day, like at a bar, just having to listen to and not having that like All easy, right. quick, like, hey, here's the answer to that. But if you send me something, then that's okay. not me looking it up. So definitely send me the link. <laughs> exactly. This is so you can see what I'm talking about, just so you understand the scale. So this is a series of like they would call them like expert builds or something like that. That are oh, you if know we're if we're being honest, they're like they're like giant dollhouses, right? For the minifigs to live in. And they release like one, maybe two every year. And I've got all of them. It's like my big collection. I think they've got 16, 15 or 16 of them now. And they all like lock together. So I've got like upstairs in my Lego room. I've got this giant neighborhood of all these things. This might be. So the they first... got like. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Go. Might be the first what? This might be the first time that I'll put a link in the description of the episode because this is amazing. And um, I do they think I've seen best. some form of this before. Uh, there's somebody online who tried to build the uh, Taj Mahal Lego set. And mm-hmm. it was 
like so many thousands and thousands of little pieces and i couldn't even finish Mm -hmm. the video of watching them build it Uh, i can't imagine having to do that but i mean it's definitely one of those gratifying things that like uh i mean trying to equate it to like video games and grinding this is like real life grinding here oh absolutely i find like the process of putting a set together is like really relaxing i have like the the way they do them now too is interesting because like the bigger sets the bags are all numbered so like way back in the day it was kind of like you would just toss everything in a pile and have to kind of sort it as you're building there's not as much of that hunting and searching as there used to be which is I'm completely fine with it are the bags um, broken up like one two three are they broken up that way and like hey here's the first steps you need to make or is it hey yes. here's all the brown pieces all the red pieces nope. It's, it's it's the first step so it's basically like okay. the one bag will be like the very beginning of this like the instructions mm-hmm. and yeah and so on and so forth yeah um, um yeah but like i like usually almost every christmas break uh for as as long as these things have been around that's part of the routine is they usually go on sale like at the beginning of january and i will buy the new one and i'll just sit there and listen to podcasts and Put together like because they're multi-story and they're like fully detailed interiors and stuff and uh i'll just sit there and do like one floor at a time like i'll just spread them out like one day i'll do a floor then the next day i'll do a floor and that kind of thing and it's just one of my favorite things i look forward to over the year yeah, yeah. as i've gotten older i've um i bought my wife and i's first puzzle to do and it's a thousand pieces which is way more than i thought it'd be i mean numerically i know <laughs> that number but seeing it and it's a um uh kiki's delivery service studio ghibli puzzle and Mm. it has this great uh picturesque of like uh kiki flying and then like all the cats on one of the rooftops and like the background horizon is like blue and trying to pull through all those Mm. blue pieces i was like man this is a bad pick for our first one like and like (laughs) all of kiki's like dress is black and then there's like a a few black cats so trying to figure out what pieces are the cats and what pieces is kiki but there's something meditative about doing it and something that i want to continue Mm -hmm. doing more and i i'm guessing that's the same with you of legos where it's just okay no i mean reading can be meditative as well but you're still processing something yes whereas like this is meditative and i have a task i know all the steps i need to do let me just do that and not focus on anything else yeah it's exactly exactly right. And I I still like um I haven't done as much free building over the past few years as I used to do too. I like would enjoy doing that as well too, just like coming up with an idea and like building stuff kind of like your own designs and everything. But like I've not I'm not the kind of person that is like when I get like a giant set, I'm building that set and I'm keeping it together. I'm not gluing things together like the dad, the Lego movie. That's like a completely <laughs> monstrous thing to have done. I, I, I gasped when I saw that's what he was doing. It was shocking. This but, isn't judgment on anybody else, but I never, under, well, I, I kind of have, cause I mentioned it recently, but the whole toy collector, like don't touch the toy in the box. Like to me, shoes are mm. meant to be worn. Cars are meant to be driven. Like toys are meant to be played with. So I mean, yes. it, it's, like to me like if you have a comic book that's in a sleeve i really hope you at least read the comic book first because then what's the point like the granular point mm-hmm. to it like i can understand yeah. collectibles and things like that but i'm much more of a things are 
made to be enjoyed kind of person where I can, you know, I tangibly want to enjoy these things. Yeah, I generally will agree with you. Like I don't keep the boxes for the larger things. And I think I have like one or two sets that are still in the box, but it's just because like for whatever reason, I never got around to building them. I was just looking at this morning. I've got uh, uh, this Lego like McDonald's officially branded set that they released like in the early 2000s. That was I think it was exclusive to like members of the Lego Builders Club or some something stupid like that. And I have not opened that. And I was just looking it up and I'm like, oh, this is worth like supposedly like $150 or something on eBay. So I'm like, oh, I don't think I need to build this. It's a really <laughs> mediocre build, it. if we're being honest, too. Yeah. I don't want to resell it. Maybe I'll like my kids can fight over it when I'm dead or something. Your inheritance of a Lego McDonald's. <laughs> exactly. There it is. One Lego 2000. McDonald's set. <laughs> I, uh, exactly. So my, my brother and I, when we were kids and we got Legos, we would always get the box, build what the box mm-hmm. was meant for. And then not immediately after, but sometime after break it down and then free build as a, as a yep. kid. Do you remember what your, uh, was that kind of your same pathway or. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So we would build, my brother was also really into Lego stuff. He's completely fallen off to, uh, he's not interested anymore, but, um, yeah, we what would build jock. the set and then it, what a jock exactly. <laughs> Just a complete bully. Um, <laughs> But then we'd build like cars. That was like our the thing that we'd build mostly together. And then we'd like uh, cool. smash them into each other. And then we'd like see whose car was stronger uh, and then that kind of stuff. Little bit of trivia for you, sir. Mm-hmm. My very first sentence, according to my mom, is crash and burn. I used to take toy cars and really? crash together. And she said my very first sentence was crash and burn. And I took like Hot Wheels or something and just crashed them together. I was like, oh, oh. Was I a dark child? I'm sorry. Yeah. I was unaware. Yeah, it's well, <laughs> yeah, not not snake bad, daddy. Oh, well. <laughs> um, what was the age difference between you and your brother? Uh, about three and a half years. Nah. Yeah, he's younger. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you're the older brother. I'm the older brother, exactly. So you really are. So it was interesting. To... <laughs> no, no, no. He's much bigger and stronger than I am. Oh, well. <laughs> that's how it works. It when we were growing up, they didn't really have like Duplo, or at least if I, they didn't. Um, I think yeah, they did not have that around when I was a kid, or if they did. My parents never knew about it because I never had anything like that. And so like when my that's like the bigger versions of them. Yeah. yeah, Like the like the super small kid blocks. And then my kids, when they were super small, we got that stuff. And uh, it I don't know. It's just not not as fun. I like like the scale of the regular Lego stuff and the Duplos. Obviously, like I'm like criticizing a toy for babies for being a toy for babies. (laughs) Which yeah. I understand the absurdity <laughs> of it, but like the there's just not a whole lot of stuff you could build. We ended up building like with my kids, like lots of towers and seeing how high we could build them before they would fall over. I, I would, yeah, tremendous. I did yeah. the exact. My I don't think it's Duplos. I think they're just called Mega Blocks. But uh, mm-hmm. we have her a big bag, like suitcase style of Mega Blocks, and I would like her favorite thing for me to do when playing with her with these is to make them go from floor to ceiling. And mm. every time I would get so close, like it would be a mixture of, hey, I can't actually reach the ceiling. I have to climb on something. So I had to yeah. separate myself from being right next to her. And as I would try to add in those last 
blocks. She would get so excited. She would push it over. And uh, just, I'm like, this is on you, kid. Like, this is your <laughs> fault, not mine. Own up to it. Stop crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's always the dream. We, I don't think I was ever successfully able to make a, a floor to ceiling tower either. It just seems like I needed way more Duplo to get that done. Yeah, now I'm lo- looking again, seeing if I should try to do it sometime soon or not. Uh, we have gotten her more of like strict. Uh, I do have to say my brother very um, purposely bought her a, a big thing of Legos when she was like one. It's like mm-hmm. it was for Christmas and he sent it to us and he just said, hey, you're, she's going to get a present and when you open it, let me know. And I opened it. It was like Legos. And I was just like, you realize she can't play with these, right? Like she's way too <laughs> yeah. young. Like she can barely walk. And he, and he gave me this like really thoughtful answer. He's just like, I know, but I wanted to be the first person to ever buy her Legos. So that's the present I was talking about. Mm. I want to tell you, put it away. And when she gets old enough to play with them bring them back yeah. out and i waited i think it was three years when she was like three i brought him out still too early she was uh, still too young for them she played with them for yeah. a little bit but really she just wanted like me and her mom to like make stuff for her which we did mm-hmm. but i she's still not at that like micro actual real lego age yet she has some still like yeah some, some frozen sets things like that uh some mickey mouse trains that she loves to put together and just use that mm. portion of it but yeah, not at that age yet, man. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too, is like having kids realizing like just how different everybody is. Like I knew that like the way that I would engage with, with Lego and then my kids completely different. Like they, I, I like my, my youngest, I don't think he's ever like finished building a set. He just like gets about halfway through and then he just loses interest. We have like three or four, like fairly large sets that are just in, various states of completion because he just abandons ship fairly early which would drive me crazy i don't think i could do that i can clearly see that being a personality thing um because even my brother oh, yeah. and i like he'd be more committed than i am but how much do you think that has to do with generational like they can build stuff in minecraft mm. now why would they want tactical tactical tact, tactile legos yeah i don't know it's that's i think what happens is he would get frustrated because if you're not accustomed to it, I guess it it is difficult to understand how the like instructions work. And I think it's like a really like having grown up with it, it's a very clear, concise visual language of like how to assemble things. But if I don't have the ability to look at it from a different perspective, right? So I just take it for granted. But like for younger people, like that's yeah. something that he really struggled with is just seeing what's different in the picture and what he needed to do to get there. He would go he did a lot of backtracking. I think he would like get like he'd mess something off. Something would be like one stud away from where it needed to be. And then those mistakes would kind of cascade as he like got farther and farther along and then he would get frustrated. So I think I don't think he ever saw it as like a meditative experience. It was always just like frustration. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I know there's again personality, but also like there's the um, I forget what it's called, but there's that chart of like different learnings where mm. one of them is just like the reading comprehension obviously like myself like i don't have good reading comprehension as far as like um uh, instructional manuals and things like that go um like i could not imagine the person that has to write those and then um 
also like there's uh i'm really good at looking at something and knowing like the kind of like tetra stuff where it's just like this can definitely fit in there like i'm good at knowing spatial mm-hmm. not personal yeah. spatial awareness i hit my my head on stuff all the damn time <laughs> but like looking at something knowing how it fit together but even yeah. like a step between all of that is looking at some of those lego pages sometimes the picture to me like I know there's other people who can look at it and be like, yeah, why are you having an issue with this? It clearly that block goes there. It's not depth perception, obviously, because it's a flat picture, but it's something to do mm-hmm. with like that perception of how we perceive 3D models on a 2D plane. I know I just mm-hmm. can't grasp it as well as some other people are able to. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like I think I've just wired where that um like using my hands, I'm fairly good with that and just kind of intuiting where things go yeah. uh i think those are like some strengths that i have so i think that it just i've always also been very like patient with those kind of tasks like the really slow quiet downtime like i used to play with a lot of modeling clay when i was smaller also where it was just like put me in front of like a table with some lego blocks and uh or some clay and i would just like entertain myself for hours and hours so yeah, I was much more of a energetic kid. Only in my later mm-hmm. portion of life, I've come to uh, appreciate and seek out moments of not necessarily silence, just moments of like mm-hmm. you need to purposely slow yourself down. I mean, I've definitely yeah. read more books this year than any other points of my life. And I keep saying one year I will get into fishing because both fishing and watching baseball, because those are two like quote unquote dad hobbies of just Mm. like hey that slow methodical like not methodical but just like teaching yourself patience kind of thing hmm baseball man is is that something that you have experienced watching or playing or any interest before i um do you know who okay this is kind of a side rant but that's what we're here for you know tim rogers uh used to be in kotaku now runs action button Mm -hmm. on youtube and such yeah um so he uh, once posted uh, this whole rant about NASCAR and how NASCAR is there's so many micro mechanics within NASCAR. Um, and it's something that should people should like recognize basically as being like there's so many fine tooth things that go into it, basically. And I think baseball mm-hmm. is kind of the same where it's very I've never really I, I've watched it in, uh, enough to know that there's a lot more that goes into it. There's a lot more than just, hey, person hits ball with bat. But it's such a slow sport. Like you think about soccer and the announcer of soccer is just like high on life, just screaming into the microphone, action every second. I know baseball is much slower, but mm-hmm. it's, from being a slower sport doesn't mean there's not as much mechanics or thoughtfulness that goes into it. Yeah. yeah. Did I answer your question? I was trying to I think of a way to get you off the hook. Question. Don't feel like you have to watch baseball. Do you watch baseball? Oh, I was just asking if you had any experience with baseball. No, oh, no. absolutely not. I will go to a, I like. I'll go to a game. Like I, that'd be fine. But just watching it on television, I can't imagine. I I I would like to do something else. We'll say that. Yeah, I want to like, like I, I yuck wanna... somebody's yum. If you like baseball, that's awesome. Yeah, we're here to build things up, but like watching golf makes me fall asleep. Watching NASCAR makes me fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I think baseball probably makes me fall asleep mm-hmm. as well, but I think it's one thing where if I could, it's something that I kind of want to learn more about as I get older 
And if I think mm-hmm. once I learn more about it and become more engaged with the, hey, look, using the term inside baseball for actual baseball just feels wrong. But <laughs> if I can learn more of the yeah. like inside baseball to it, I think it's something that would be really good um, to, again, be very meditative mm-hmm. about. Hopefully I don't end up like some of the older dads that I know that still yell at the screen and throw beers at the TV. I don't know any dads that throw oh, beers at the TV. That's hyperbole. Yeah, it doesn't work. For, for the record, <laughs> the, the yeah. players can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. So what's the, what did you say earlier what the last set you built was? Is it one of the town sets? The last set that I built was the... Oh, I, I think I helped my wife put together the friends set that I got for her. I did. I swear I didn't muscle her out of the way and do it myself. Um, but I think the, the last modular set was the, uh, I would say poorly timed, uh, considering the, like just the current climate that we're living in, but there's a police station was the last modular set. So I was like, all right, <clears throat> I guess not, I'm not a, not a huge fan of this right now, but here we are. Yeah, it's a really good build. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole topic and a half. Um, I yeah, exactly. uh, Against talking political stuff on the podcast, but that's a topic. (laughs) That's a whole can of worms we don't need to get into. (laughs) But like the the criminals in in the world of Lego are um, most definitely criminals. You can tell they're wearing uh, black stocking caps and uh, striped shirts. What yeah, they're most definitely the, sticky, the bad guys, so it's fine. From Home Alone? Yeah, from Home Alone? Yeah. Yeah, I think the thievery in Legoland runs the gamut from, like, in the modular police station, there's, a, like, a donut thief. And then you also have, like, ATM theft. Like, usually there's sets with, like, a car pulling an ATM and like the cash money is spilling out of the slot and the police are uh, in hot pursuit. There's some, uh, we'll call it light arson I think happens in Legoland. Like I, there's a set that has a dumpster that's on fire. Although that could be a training exercise for the Lego fire department. I haven't dug too deep into the lore there, but um, it doesn't seem like murder or anything like that is happening. It's all fairly, it's like property crime, light property crime, and like just some some thieving. This is how my brain works. Have you ever listened to the stand up of Mitch Hedberg? Oh yeah, absolutely. His joke about donuts because you mentioned donuts, donut thief. His joke about somebody asking him if he wants a receipt if the donuts like no, I have the proof of donuts here. It's not like I'm going to file that away under D's. That's. A bad retelling of the joke, <laughs> but it, it's fine. We'll just move past it quickly. Uh, did you ever have like a? Uh, so yeah, there's yeah. lots of thousands of themes that Lego have gotten copyright for. Uh, have you messed with those much? Like, the mm-hmm. ho- do you have your own Hogwarts set or Batman? Um, I've got some. I think I've got some Star Wars stuff. Um, the. Do you have that like $200 Death some... Star or $500 Death Star? No, no. I think I've got like the the Jabba's Palace and a couple of ships. I know when they first came out with the Lego Star Wars stuff, um, it was very exciting because it was like the first real license that they'd had. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd had like Shell gas stations, stuff like that licensed, you know, before they moved to Octan, 
which is like their in-house brand of gas station these days. Uh, but yeah, it was exciting because it was just like, oh my god, they're they're making Star Wars. This is like real stuff because up until then it had just been kind of like generic themes like pirates and cowboys and space yeah. and town and that kind of stuff. And then uh, that was before like the reality of what they call in the biz the Star Wars tax set in because like Star Wars and other license sets cost significantly more naturally than like sets of comparable size or complexity. And a lot of times it's just, you know, obviously they have to pay for the license and everything. And I don't know. I feel like some of the, the charm of Lego is, I think is diminished with a lot of that brand stuff, but eh, I don't know. If you had to do your uh, top, let's say three of Batman's, would you put Will Arnett mm-hmm. in that list? Top. Th- oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's I, I, I don't know. We watched um, the what was the last? Is it the Dark Knight Rises? Is that the one with Bane? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. It just hesitantly said. Wait, no, no, wait. I think that, I liked... that was the last one with the Christopher Nolans, but the last Batman was Affleck. Right, right. But I'm just thinking of the Bane one. Um, mm-hmm. I think Ryan. I like Michael Keaton a lot. I think that. He seems like he's having fun with the character and I made the mistake of watching the extended version, like the Snyder cut. And I'm just yeah. like, Oh, of justice league. I'm like, Oh man, this, this Batman guy, I understand that's his whole thing. He is not fun. Every time he comes on, on the screen, he just like, yeah, sucks my interest off. Um, too broody. Like, so I Will love, Arnett, absolutely I, I like top tier Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. one of the weirdest who thinks that and everybody's just going to unsubscribe from this podcast now, but I'm one of the weirdos who think that George Clooney was a really good Bruce Wayne. Oh, he's a, probably a good Bruce Wayne for sure. Yeah. Not yeah. top tier Batman, but he was a good Bruce Wayne. Not top tier Batman. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> Kilmer was good. Uh, I'm excited to hear Kilmer's coming back for that flash. Uh, flash paradox. I think it's called, um, but he'll be back. So I know some photos have been released, but I don't think I've seen them yet. Did you see that documentary about Val Kilmer? Oh, it's on Amazon Val? Prime. Yeah, yeah. No, I have not watched it yet. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. He's just like one of those guys. Like, I have enjoyed watching him in movies like over the years, but he just doesn't occupy like a significant amount of my brain space, which is you know not a slight on him. It's just like I. Yeah. He's just like part of pop culture in a way. But it was just nice to see like a big focused piece on him. And you realize like what a like talented person he is and just like he's been working at it for so long. You just take for granted. I, I think Gary Oldman is definitely in that class um, it, that Gary mm-hmm. Oldman is the first that I think of when thinking about those kind of actors where they've always been persistent. And like you said, pop culture, like every other year, like if you look at their uh, IMDB page, there's usually not a break or too much of a break between stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not when you think of top tier actors, it's not who you necessarily think of, even though he can definitely run the gambit with all the others. So. Yeah. Yeah. I dated a girl in college who was like obsessed with Gary Oldman to the point where she was like importing British at the time, VHS TV movies like that never aired in the United States. So yeah, she was really into Gary Oldman. So, um, the, uh, the, how much of a Batman fan would you consider yourself? One to 10? 
Oh, um, I, I think a real solid five or six. Yeah. Mm, so is that neutral or is that like you? Did... I like you... Batman, but at the same time, I'm kind of like a little over Batman. You know, I think it's just a story that's been told so much. And it's like, ah, this doesn't do it for me the same way that it used to. That makes any sense. I, I controversial opinion. I liked Joker. I thought that was like fascinating. And I fully acknowledge that it's just a ripoff of oh, was a tax Scorsese movies. And, yeah. Yeah. King of comedy. I, uh, but uh, hold on one second. Um, I need to double check this before I recommend it to you. Um, oh, Joker. I did not watch. And um, I am the kind of person I, I know I mentioned it earlier, but it's the kind of movie where it's a character study. It's a character study of the dark underbelly of the human psyche and bad things happen in creating bad people in the world. And to me, I just cannot find my escapism in that. Um, I'm mm. very easily just like, like I, I can be susceptible to downer stuff basically. So I always try to seek out mm -hmm. stuff that's more upbeat and things like that. I know Joker's probably a great movie, but it's just not for me. And it's very much like a, like you said earlier, yucking somebody's yum. Like it's just not for me. I know it's probably very yummy, a great movie. Um, so with that Batman question though, you mentioned the Val documentary. Um, if you're a mm -hmm. fan of documentaries at all, Batman and Bill, came out in 2017 yes right have you watched that i have watched it yeah it's great it's a damn solid documentary and um just that whole storyline like i'm again big into lore inside baseball stories behind story and the fact mm -hmm. that this man went uncredited for how many decades of being not only co-creator of batman but i would also highlight that one of the most distinct features that we think of with batman the kate the Batman insignia mm -hmm. on his chest, things like that. Like he created and nothing. Bob Kane got uh, most of the recognition for that. And I think the very first movie is Batman versus Superman that you will see uh, based on characters created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, anybody who hasn't seen that yet, no. highly recommend it. Um, also side point um, because mm -hmm. I know you uh, are, are friends of Ben Hansen and um, this is tangentially related. I don't know if you listen to the fire cast podcast, fire escape podcast at all. If Dan Reichert, Mary Kish and uh, Mike Mahardy, have you mm -hmm. ever watched uh, in and of, of itself on, uh, I think it's on prime right now. Yeah. The, the, the illusionist. What were your thoughts about that? I know we're here for Legos. I loved it. I, yeah, so to I, me, I explained it as friend to friends as uh, Bo Burnham, but like ten percent comedy, ninety percent existentialism, and deep thinking. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I went into it; I didn't know anything about it, and it was—I thought it was really moving. Yeah, I'm such a sucker for—I uh, don't even how it. I know you said it was moving, but how would you explain that kind of moving? Is it heady stuff or? Hmm. I don't know. It's it's almost kind of like a. Um, Existential. Like, it's like a one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just reminds me of like a uh, like a one man show, like 
going way back to like Eric Bogosian or something where it's just someone is like, I guess you'd think like, oh, like a stand up comedian or something. It's like, but more story oriented, you know, and I wanted to say, like, think about like listening to a poet, but he doesn't really do poetry either. It's just that emotional mm. hat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm completely doing a terrible mangling of like saying what this thing is. But yeah, it's, I'm saying it's, I, mean, I was looking to you I for help. <laughs> You're supposed yeah, to have a way Sorry, with I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, That's, uh, okay. This is this whole thing would be like me hitting the delete key over and over again, just going, oh, that didn't work. Um, <laughs> no, oh. we do not edit here. We just take honest takes <laughs> from people and get that transparency yeah. of real people. Um, yeah. I think what, what I would say is it's it's like a like a emotional emotional vulnerability, I think, that you don't see often in that kind of a performance. Yeah. So that that's a good way to uh for anybody, uh, it's called in and of itself. It's on it's on Hulu. I think I said Prime earlier. It's on Hulu, isn't it? Yeah, Hulu. Yeah. Okay. So what this person does is through the means of magic tricks, takes a person to their most vulnerable, including the viewer. I think that's the mm-hmm. uh, sentence to kind of encapsulate what it is. Um, yeah, absolutely. I know that but, it's it's one of those things you say, like we talk about spoilers and stuff, but boy, I'd really encourage you to avoid spoilers if you're going to watch it, because I think it would lose yeah, some of its, its power for sure. Yeah, I would say go in as blind as possible. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is I don't think this is a spoiler. Be prepared for him to do magic on your heart. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pull a feeling out of it. I think before we got off on those side parts, we were talking about um the Lego sets that you have that are themed or trademarked. You said as a kid, you had some star Wars stuff. Um, well, I won't say kid. That? I was, <laughs> I was older than a kid when the star Wars stuff came out, but like oh. <laughs> the themes. Yeah. I loved um, like the space. They had a theme back in like the mid eighties. that was called Blacktron, which was very, very cool for its time because like typically up until that point, the space stuff, um, you know, Benny from the Lego movie, like the blue astronaut, he's got yeah. like the the space logo on his chest. That was kind of what everyone associated with space. And then Lego came out with this like Blacktron theme where you've got these characters that had like black armor and it was like a black flight suit. And their ships were black and they were like the bad guys at doing bad space stuff, which I don't think they really got into that. And they like after that, they released like some space police themes that had like little space jail pods that you could put space somebody force. in presumably yeah it was like space force <laughs> before space force exactly so i was really into the the blacktron stuff um yeah those were good themes and the they had uh the ninja stuff when you're a kid too right yeah yeah I, the ninja stuff is fantastic as well it's weird that they never really brought that back either they kind of have with the like ninjago stuff it treads on a lot of the same ground but that's like of a more like fantastical theme with like giant robots and stuff like that the ninja theme was like just straight up like feudal japan kind of stuff yeah it was much more uh down to earth and realistic right yeah it was a simulation absolutely of what <laughs> of what life was like is the is Lego minifigs in that that period of history. Yeah. 
the uh, Lincoln Logs. How much did you mess with Lincoln Logs as a kid? I had some Lincoln Logs when I was a kid, and I think aside from like building cabins that would inv- like maybe it was just the sets that we had that just did not support it. But like one of the things we do is we'd build like a cabin, right? Cause it's Lincoln logs. That's basically all you could do. But mm-hmm. I would like, I was accustomed to building stuff with Lego where you've got doors and everything like that. And I would always try to make an approximation of a house with Lincoln logs with like a doorway. And like, maybe if I could figure out a way to get a window, but when you do that, you're introducing like, all kinds of structural problems in like every Lincoln log house I ever attempted to build would just collapse on itself because like, I, I don't know. This did not seem like as much fun. I was not as good with them. I think we always made uh, our Lincoln logs of our outside fortress walls. And then we would mm-hmm. put the Legos on the inside. So we would just make as big as walls as we could to wrap around with whatever yes. logs we had at the time. Yep. That's how you do that. And I also remember the most fun that we would have Lincoln logs is they had like, um, like a little stubby block with a notch in it, right? That you would use to like uh, perpendicular with another one of its kind and they would like stack. But if you took one of those and then the green slats that you would use for the roof, which if I remember correctly, if you licked those, the dye tasted terrible. Um, and you'd make like a teeter totter with those and then put another one of the things that you kind of used as the fulcrum at the end. And then you could like pound on it and it would like fly the the block would fly away and we would like have little wars with that that was probably the most fun we had with Lincoln Logs. jeff why were you licking toys what are you talking about i'm a very <laughs> tactile person like if it's uh, yeah you just lick toys that's how it works man i don't oh, know man. my daughter just got a, ca- a new case of markers i'm so afraid of her just like trying to eat them now oh they're the kind it's... that smell no just like markers. stuff Oh, they're fine. I think we've watched again. I mentioned Bluey at the top of the episode, but like Bluey has an episode where they put all of the markers together to create different things. Mm-hmm. And we're worried that's the only reason she asked for markers because we only bought her six. And in Bluey, mm. they make like gardens, they make dinner table sets out of the markers and things like that. And we're like, we cannot buy you that expansive amount of markers. You're not getting it. Not at all. So like they're just using like the shape of the like the physical form of the marker to make these things. Yeah. So, you know how you take the the top of the marker and the bottom of a different marker to put them together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They they would just put a bunch of those together and they would like in the show, they would put like a I think it's a green one and an orange one together and they would put it next to a plant and then say, this is a carrot and then pick it up and pretend to eat it. Mm. But there's those markers everywhere. And my wife was just like, you better not be trying to do that because we, again, cannot buy 300 different markers just for you to pretend that markers are the world now. Yeah, exactly. That seems like a bad idea. <laughs> Is there uh so, I mean, modules, did you, uh, those little airplanes you would make, did you do many of those? Like model airplanes? Mm, like the, the balsa wood ones? Like those are like Lego ones. What are we talking about? I was talking about non-Lego ones, like the ones I actually need to glue for and things like that. Oh, those not the glue ones. I did not have the I was not good with glue. So I would always like screw that up royally. I think I had like some like snap tight models, which you didn't have to use glue. And I would like build airplanes of those like those yeah. those models. But the stuff that had like glue and stickers, I could never do those. So. <laughs> we were uh so I'm trying to 
So we talked about the different Lego themes, um, the ones that you're building now. Um, you said your mm-hmm. wife built some too, and then you skimmed by this way quicker than I wanted you to. You said she had a friend yeah. set. Yes. Like Ross friends and Joey, that, friends, like, friends. Yes, that friends. Yeah, not like that's confusing because Lego also has the theme that they introduced a while ago, like ten years ago or something, for like specifically for girls called friends. This is not that. This is, this friends, is the friends. friends, Ross and Rachel, and yeah, we were on a break, all that stuff. Yeah. Does it have like Joey and um, Chandler's chair in the set that you bought? No, the set we got was the uh, Central Perk set. They did. That's a coffee house. They have right? released. Yeah, exactly. And they have this. So it's got Gunther and all that stuff. And uh, they have released the apartments set, mm-hmm. which will have Joey. That has Joey's chair in that. But I showed it, that to her and she's like, eh, I don't want that. <laughs> is it the um, I remember there's the dog statue on an episode. Um, isn't there a duck? Something with a duck in one of the episodes. Yeah, they had a duckling and it got it went inside the pool table. Like it went into one of the holes. Cool. Yeah, cute cue holes. Yeah, it sounds right. Pocket. One of the pockets, <laughs> I think. And then so then they were trying to figure out a way to get the thing out. So that was. um, Yeah, one of my favorite original sitcoms. I just started my rewatch of Scrubs recently. Um, To me, that show holds up. Uh, do you have a favorite sitcom or favorite sitcom person? I think I watched Seinfeld because it was on. But yeah, I think like favorite sitcom now. Uh, trying to think. I think the first few seasons of Arrested Development are like phenomenal. Russo Brothers. They're not. Yeah. The. Uh, I, I think I gravitate more towards stuff like. Mr. Show, or I think you should leave like more sketch based stuff than like a than oh, sitcoms. Uh, but was it Tim Robinson on Netflix? Have you yeah, watched yeah. any of that yet? Is that, I think you yeah, should yeah. leave. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. somebody pointed me towards that hot dog sketch recently and. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, uh, my episode with, uh, Preston Wilkie, um, about the, uh, Inside in Limbo, the Play Dead Games episode. Um, mm-hmm. We talk about how Trevor Moore passed away recently. Did you watch a lot of Whitey's Kids? You know, I did not. No. Oh, really? Mm-mm. I it's the only sketch show I really got into. Um, so I'm going to recommend it. Um, he, yeah, Trevor Moore passed away. Um, suddenly, I guess it was maybe a month ago now, but he had a show in Comedy Central. Um, he had a lot of other stuff going on, but, uh, yeah, if you ever get time, just watch the whitest kids, you know, the Lincoln skit, the Lincoln highly, skit. Okay. Highly recommended. Okay. Um, what I was going to ask though, is you said that you're more in a sketch show. So this answer or this question kind of falls apart, but if you could get a Lego set based off of one show, what would be your one, mm. your one thing for it? Oh boy. I think I would like. Oh, the the, the uh, this is like if we're being realistic. I think like a set like the hatch from Lost would be a fantastic one. Man, you guys really keep pushing me to watch Lost. <laughs> oh, Lost is great. I, you don't have to watch it. Like it's very polarizing, but I'm a huge fan. 
I uh, uh, unfortunately I don't think it's still on any good streaming service. I think it's on Hulu. Oh, really? That, yeah, I think it's on Hulu, but I only have the Hulu that gives commercials. It's the one streaming service that I only like rarely use. And I know like so uh, it, with a lot of things, I feel like I'm in between generations. Like kids growing mm-hmm. up now, they don't even know what a commercial is. My daughter has no concept of running the bathroom real fast when a commercial is on and coming back or running the fridge real fast while commercial is on and coming back. No concept mm-hmm. whatsoever. Me, I grew up with commercials. Just I know what they are, but I was slowly shown like a better world where there's no commercials. And now mm-hmm. it is so agonizing when a 15-second ad comes on YouTube it's like I've become spoiled at my older age. So like even hello Hulu only has like, I think tops two minute commercials. I'm like, I can't do it. I cannot suffer no. through that two minutes. I just won't allow it. But I would uh, buy the ad free one. I know, but I have so many other streaming services. My wife <laughs> and I, we, we cut cable like a year ago and I think Hulu is the only one that we don't have. The only reason I have Hulu is through the Spotify connection. But I mean, we have Mm -hmm. Disney Plus, Netflix, HBO, all of this. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't want to pay that extra money for Hulu. I won't do it. Probably should. Yeah. I probably will. You're fine. But with the hatch, what characters are coming with you? Is Penny coming with you in that hatch? No, she's not in the hatch, really. Uh, You'd have Desmond. Mm -hmm. You'd have Locke. You'd have Jack. You'd have uh, Hurley. And... I'm trying to think realistically. That seems like that would be a good assortment. It would be gravy if you could get like Sawyer, Kate. Yeah, you need Kate down there for sure. But now, if I thought long and hard about this, I know I'd remember it. But who's the character with the big beard? The character with the big beard? Mm-hmm. The kind of bigger, heavier set guy with the. Or no. Oh, wait, Hurley. He... Yeah. yeah. He doesn't have a big beard. He's kind of got like stubble. <sighs> okay. I'm going to. Who's the one with the long hair? That might be who I'm thinking of. The long hair. Hurley. Okay. Would you give Hurley like those headpieces that you put on Legos? Oh, yeah. They would all have those. The the headpieces that you put on? The hair? I I, I might have been um, putting two together. You have a – if you were your own Lego figure – you have a mm-hmm. beard that looks like clouds of heaven. Would you have the beard mm-hmm. be detachable or would it be part of your cubicle head figure? Oh, it would have to be detachable. They're like almost always detachable. Unless like like the like red beard from the Lego Pirates that was like painted on. Yeah. But I don't know what the rule of law the, of Lego is. Like how long does a beard oh, have it's to like, be in real life ratio to be a detachable piece? The beards are generally pretty long. In Lego, generally speaking, they did re- release like some like lumberjacky camping ones that are more like reasonably length. But I think the first beard that they had was with uh, like a Merlin kind of figure mm-hmm. with a knight set. He had like a little like a little wizard tower or something like that. And then he also there was a dragon, I think, that came with that. But he had like that was like first beard that I at least remember. And it was like, take the head off, put it on there, put the head on. And then it was a big old beard. What other, like, uh, what's your favorite? Uh, so I, I have always liked the fact that you can mix and match, like a cu- custom character mm-hmm. creator. Um, do you remember a specific like accessory that could go with the Lego actual people 
that you're really a big fan of, whether or not like a simple ray gun mm. or a space helmet? You said not one of those things or the, no, like, yeah, just for instance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the, the like the classics, I think I was like the wrench screwdriver. That's like a good one. It's like a wrench on one end and a screwdriver on the other. That's a solid. And the walkie talkie is another like solid one. Like those those in particular haven't really changed at all since the like 70s, which is strange. Like those two pieces in particular. I think the walkie talkie maybe subtly different but like the wrench is like identical it's just the same thing quick side note i found some old walkie talkies mm-hmm. i keep trying to push my wife for us to use it with her and my daughter going through the house if we want to talk to each other using walkie talkies oh that'd or be super fun outside. i know we have them we should just use them for something um <laughs> well, you could touch the antennas together up. and then you get a bunch of feedback that's what we would do with walkie talkies what did you have a call sign that you remember uh no no we would just like use the morse code button and yeah (laughs) um with the the legos what we're talking about with the uh pieces the wrench um okay so when you build your modules when you have your town set up Mm -hmm. how important is it to you to have the posing of your lego figures is it something that you spend time on yeah absolutely like, for instance, the Lego police station um, that it had, like, as part of it, there's a like a pastry shop, right? And, like, Wait, attached to the, the donut. police station? It's, a, it's like a police station, and it also has, like, a pastry shop that's, like, in an adjacent building. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, like, the little mystery is someone stealing the pastries and that kind of thing but so there's a cops and all they care about donuts joke there right there's some cop donut stuff exactly it's <laughs> some low-hanging fruit what are you gonna do they have like typically like you put those together you get like there's a bunch of like extra pieces that are just there like the little, they're usually like small things like the little lights and that kind of stuff but one of the pieces was what's presumably supposed to be a pastry so i made it it's brown and it it looks like a little pile of shit and i put that in front of the the cop who's walking outside, like he's just about to step in it. So that was like, that's like to show the the amount of thought that I put in, which is either <laughs> yeah, it's not much thought really, for <laughs> being some, honest. But that's some lowbrow, good style Legoing. What are you gonna do, man? <laughs> it's either that or just have him sit in a chair. It's boring. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And you said that the uh, the Lego police station was the one of the most recent ones that you did. Uh, did you say yet what yeah. your favorite one was? Oh, I didn't. I like the I think the pet shop is really fun. I, I do like the bookstore a lot. Um, there's like a yeah, I, they're all really solid, honestly. Uh, that's why I keep buying the damn things. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what yeah. is the most one to give you, excuse me, um, frustration or difficulty level? Like what was the one where you almost walked away from? What was the dark soul? What is, <laughs> wait, hold on. Sorry. Let's, I'm going to take that question mm-hmm. back. What is the dark yeah, souls yeah. of the Lego world? Oh, I would say the dark souls of Lego world. I don't build them, but I just look at them and I'm like, oh, that seems like an absolute nightmare is that they've released these things like within the past year or so where it's like more art oriented, where it's like a giant, you know, those, um, 
those base plates that you see that are about a square foot gray typically and then covered with the studs that you use like as a foundation for a building or that yeah. kind of thing yeah you know what i mean it's like that so they you take those and then you take like the one by one blocks the little flat ones and then you're making like a mosaic essentially so they've got things that are like oh you can make one of the you know the beetles or picture iron man or you could like upload a photo and it'll translate it to how to make it in lego and it'll send you the custom like color assortment to do that but those seem one like one. each little one by one brick is like you're making a mosaic on that base plate and that just seems like so tedious to me that i don't think it's i don't think anything with lego is necessarily challenging because it's a toy for children of varying ages like older children too but it like only because nothing challenging that just, when you're over 100 and you can no longer play with them exactly that's exactly right the box has the limit so <laughs> here's hoping that i that they exceed that someday and i age out but um yeah so i don't think they're challenging but that one just seems like the biggest test of patience where it's just like yeah maybe it's maybe it's fun in a like meditative putting a puzzle together way but one of the things I like about putting sets together is like appreciating the engineering and like the creative use of these pieces where it's just like, oh, they're using this toilet seat lid, but they're putting a bunch of them above the bird of the same color. And it looks like like a gargoyle or something, for instance, you know what I mean? Like so like yeah. architectural features, you just see like how their engineers are able to like reuse recontextualize pieces you're familiar with in really interesting and creative ways. That's one of the things I find really rewarding. Not necessarily the, I need a blue thing. Oh God, put it next to the one. Now the next one I need is a red one. You know, that just seems like more of a chore. Uh, with that and with pieces, do you mm -hmm. have, I know that, so I asked you the macro question. What was your favorite build? Do you have a specific favorite piece, which is the micro version of that? Oh Yeah. Yeah, I would say I have a soft spot for it's like a one by one with a stud on the side. So you would use it. Um, Is it the nine degree angle? one? It's it looks like I'll again, I'll shoot you. Maybe you can do a better job of articulating what this is. It's it looks like. Yeah, yeah. You've got like the stud on the top and then there's also a stud on the side in a mm -hmm. 90 degree. angle, And my brother and I, we always used to call them uh, bulldogs when we were like hunting for pieces together because it looked like a one eyed bulldog in a weird way. If you like, bend your brain the right way, um, <laughs> it's I don't like know, that's what we called. Uh, it. So it's like a visual things like uh, from yeah. mall rats where it's just like it's a schooner. It's not a schooner. It's a sailboat. It's one of those. Yeah. It's exactly like what, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I like that piece a lot. Yeah. They've I, uh, redesigned them where they don't look quite the same over the like past decade or so, but that's fine. Yeah, because the but one also the I classic minifig head, the just the classic smiley minifig. Love that. Just that round head, top peg, and then insertion the, at the bottom. Yep, just the, the <laughs> smile on it. I love that. And the, the, they redesigned them for a while where like the eyes were a little farther apart and it looked kind of weird. And one of the biggest disappointments of my life has been that these modular sets, they would um, the minifigs that you get in those 
would be like the classic Lego minifig heads, right? Mm-hmm. And the rest of them, like they've kind of gravitated more toward like each head is custom in a way. So like people are making expressions and things like that. But like the classic Lego head, that's like one of the few places you could still get them was in these modular sets. And then a right. couple years ago, I think it was with the the garage one, they started introducing more like custom heads and mm-hmm. not giving you the classic minifig head. And I'm thinking these things are like they're expensive enough. They should give you another set of heads so you could have a consistent theme if you want to do that. I'm just saying, Lego. Come on. And those are the just like two dots for eyes, one smile, right? Bingo. It's as simple <laughs> as can be, it's the best. Yeah. I um I know some of those old figures, like the uh using them so many times they kind of I guess it's paint would kind of rub off of them and it becomes smeared mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but I know we had a lot of Star Wars ones. Um, we had the uh, Emperor's ship, the one that's one wing up top and the two angle ones, like an A. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My, my brother's crossing at me right now for not remembering the names of the ship. Um, my favorite block for some reason is like the two by two and then three across. Um, not two by two. Sorry. Mm. Like the two and then three across. I don't know why, but to me, it's the uh, the perfect one where so if you have two. Um, a mm-hmm. two by two, you can really just put another one on top of that. But if you have the two by three, then you can slowly build off of that, like kind of off of that. That's the piece that I use most to like stretch things out. And even with my yeah. daughter's mega blocks now, I would use that one to add something else and then, you know, use it for building walls and things. I'm with you 100% too. I think a two by three is like aesthetically just a really nice thing to look at. Whereas yeah. like a two by four, Seems a little stretched out. A two by two is is all right too, but I think a two by three is a nice happy medium. I remember when they introduced that piece too, like in a world where up until then we'd just done like one by twos and a two by two to kind of get that particular orientation or whatever. But you're introducing like potential weaknesses by having that. But then when they had the two by three, it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of works of art. Uh, you mentioned earlier yes, that you wanted to talk about the origins of Legos. I know I called you oh. out asking you if you knew the inventor of it. And then no, you no, no. I didn't want to. I had some thoughts more about just uh, just fandom in general. That was the the thought. It, not necessarily the, the history of Lego. Old um, Kirk Christensen, for the record, mm-hmm. 1891 yeah. to 1958, he originally invented the Lego company. And go. Tell me about the fandom. This is more about just fandom in general. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I think as much as I like Lego, and I think I know a fair bit of it, like one of the things, like, I think I've always felt a great deal of imposter syndrome just around fandom because i don't think i like i love lego but i don't think i love there's always going to be somebody who knows more about anything so like i have just thrown my hands up and been like i like what i like but i will never be the most knowledgeable expert on literally anything on this planet but i think like it becomes this strange competition with fandom where I, I just don't like that aspect of it. You know what I mean? Uh, the toxicity exists in all communities and cultures of just, uh, this is more a, 
personal question, both in conversation mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. So, uh, recently I was talking about leadership styles and, um, kind of attitudes and, uh, motive seems like a stretch, but there's two kinds of people. There's the kind of people who want to be number one and win all the time and are highly competitive to have that first place. And then there's the mm -hmm. second kind of person. And the best way to surmise that is the quote, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Mm -hmm. Which one are you somebody who always wants to seek out the person who knows more? Or are you, and this isn't something that you can say like, oh no, I don't want to learn more about a craft, but are you more focused on winning quote unquote? I mean, I can't win at Legos, but more mm -hmm. of a um, way of thinking. Are you someone who just wants to be the best? Or are you someone that realizes like once you become the best, you want to seek the next thing to become better at? Hey, better quest plug. I think <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think ultimately I just know that I will never be the best at anything. You know what I mean? So like yeah. like I the stuff that I love, I realize like like I love Lost. I've watched it I think it's entirely like three or four times. But that becomes like a weird thing in and of itself. Like I never understood the mentality of someone and again, I'm a complete hypocrite with this, but just uh like someone's like, What's your favorite movie? I like Star Wars. I've seen the first Star Wars movie 180 times. That just sets my teeth on edge. Like, I just don't understand that. You know what I mean? So maybe like the the weird numerical brinksmanship that comes with fandom, where it's just kind of like, I, I need to show you how much more I like this thing than you. That always bothered me <laughs> i am so uh i am intensely trying to stay away from that with this podcast in highlight mm -hmm. how i don't think i've dropped the f-bomb yet how fucked up it is on this podcast um you can cuss on this podcast by the way jeff i don't edit oh good I'm not a coward i think i um, did once when i said <laughs> no, I stepped in shit. um <laughs> It's so I um, I asked to be friend a friend to be on. He listed some different topics, and he talked about Metal Gear. And I was like, dude, I whenever I think of Metal Gear, I think about you. I'd love to have you on for that. He's like, no, I don't know much about it. I'm like, who the fuck cares that you know so much about it? Like every time mm -hmm. that I've talked to him about Metal Gear, he just goes on rants about it and things like that. And I mean, at the yeah. basis, that's what I want to capture is people who are passionate about things. You can uh, clinically know more than somebody else in a very book smart mm -hmm. way about a particular topic. But I mean, anybody can read and retain information. It's not a matter of levels of passion. I have a, I worked right. at Blockbuster for four years. We at the highlight of that had 10 free rentals a week. I used every 10 free rental a week. I have zero retention when it comes to movies now. Because the last time I did the math, I've watched at least 3,000 movies. And at that point, mm -hmm. it's like, I'm a movie fan. And just because I can't remember a single line from Step Brothers, besides whichever yep. one's at the beginning of this episode, it's the, did we just become best friends? That doesn't mean I'm not a fan of movies. It just means my retention is no longer there for it. And I don't think that's a mm -hmm. sign regardless one way or the other. I mean, if you, if you can actually give me some of the uh, Lego codes to Bricks, I'd be excited. That'd be really cool for the episode, <laughs> but I don't think that's your gauge of a nerd, uh, which, yeah. Hey, we actually, um, so I asked you questions off air 
and I do have my phone's going off. It thinks I'm talking to it. Um, usually I do this before the topic, but my show, mm-hmm. um, I think is not to the detriment. I think it's to its eventual success. Doesn't really have a structure. But something I try mm-hmm. to remember to ask all guests is, what is your definition of a nerd? And now would be a good time to plug that. What mm. to you, Mr. Jeff Corkser, is your definition yeah. of a nerd? I think a nerd is just, it's strange because I think that's a term that has evolved significantly through my lifetime. Because uh, I remember like nerd for the longest time was like the, uh, Kid, the guy who uh, switches the girl and his shirt's all torn up in the Beastie Boys fight for your right to party video. I would say that guy's a nerd. Uh, I would say that like the titular nerds of the, the series uh, Revenge of the Nerds, those guys are nerds. Um, hasn't aged well. We'll, we'll say that. Um, but I think ultimately, like it, more contemporary context, a nerd is just somebody who's like super knowledgeable and into a thing, I think, is probably the most concise way to put it. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely become more complimentary. And um, mm-hmm. I always talk about it. Like, if I call my nerd, that's not an insult. That's the highest form of phrase that I've been able to give. Is just like, hey, you are into something and you show no remorse yeah. about it. Unashamed, unabashed. Yeah. Um, so that's one question I usually throw a first-time guest. Um, honestly, at this point, if you were to take uh, one of those um, – overlay graphs where it picks off different mm-hmm. words it would be one primarial block lego talk now of like mm-hmm. pretty much this consensus is the same and i don't know why i'm surprised about that but i'm surprised at how many people come to this podcast with the same um sensibility is about like yeah this is what a nerd is it's definitely you know people are passionate mm-hmm. things like that the other question which i actually have to semi twist for you is normally hmm. when we're on i ask them what is the uh it's very self-indulgent but usually pick up good stories off of it um the first time we met our first interaction or your first impression of me but here it's more of a and we talked about how i don't like this phrase parasocial where you have just been my eardrums and i'm like oh jeff cork he's one of my best friends now clearly <laughs> <laughs> i uh so you probably don't have uh I know our one of our first interactions is me calling into the Better Quest show, actually about how I went through a period of not drinking. Uh, you can lie. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that at all? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So one of my breaking points for that was the initial run of this podcast. It just it mentally broke me. I don't like to say mental breakdown, but I definitely had a period mm-hmm. where I was just like, oh, too many things are going wrong. So I quit yeah. the original uh, iteration of this podcast, the uh, inceptional design of it. And at the same mm-hmm. time, I quit drinking for like four months. Um, so yeah, your first response to me is probably like, Oh geez, this kid has some deep seated issues. He needs to see counseling for, I don't, I don't know if that was actually your response or not. No, no, no. I've, I've definitely have like quit drinking like for long periods of time too. So it's, it just seems like a completely normal thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, uh, Definitely have had progress since then. Again, I mentioned earlier how much Better Quest has helped, things like that. Uh, but my first viewing of you was on the Smash documentary, and it's actually were created uh, by Ben Hansen, now of Min Max. Um, Dan Reichert was in that. Tim Terry now mm-hmm. is with doing super secret stuff with Sony or not so secret stuff with Sony. 
think not so secret. He's like in the community side of things. Yeah. Okay. Like PR. I side. can't remember his exact job title. It's awful. I know what he does, but he like works with the PlayStation blog. Yeah, he helps coordinate that. All I can picture is that his name, Tim Tory, from this, uh, again, I know him from the, I know he was uh, both the host of Game Informer for a while. Um, I know him from the Super Smash Brothers documentary that Van Hansen did with Game Informer mm-hmm. about the team of you, um, Tim Tory, Dan Reichert, and Ben Reeves, getting the Guinness Book of World Records for playing Smash Brothers for 30 hours? No, you... Yep, you hit 30 hours and you and somebody else wanted to continue, but you ultimately got over outvoted. Yes. Uh, That kind of led me down the rabbit hole of following all of your careers. Um, I know Ben Reeves also just recently left Game Informer as well. Is that correct? No, no, he's still there. He's he's now the third most senior member of the staff. Did he drop host duties? Because I know Alex... Dadnik? Yes, they gave. Yeah, I don't know exactly the machinations behind it, but yeah, he, Alex Stadnik and Alex Van Aken are taking over hosting duties of the GI show. Okay, so Ben Reese is still there, which is cool. Um, He's still there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, watching that documentary a few four though, it's greatly put together. It shows your personality is one of the reasons I gained to like all of you guys were just like. Personalities now seem so TikToky or Instagrammy to me. Like it's weird to encapsulate it like that. But liking somebody for who they are, you guys very much are personalities. So it still oh, feels very like a kind weird of phrase. But um, yeah, yeah. So those are two questions I usually ask, but I don't know if you want to add more of your initial impressions to me. Um, again, self indulgent, but we usually hit fun things when somebody tries to do that. Yeah, I think that you, if I remember correctly. We're trying to trying to figure out how best to approach moderation and like mm. with drinking in particular. And like you said, you cut back on that significantly. Like it's no longer an issue. Like how like how often are you drinking these days? If you don't mind me asking. Um, it's so. Uh, the There's always a, a hidden thing behind bad things happening happening which is a weird way to phrase mm-hmm. it but i think so there's reasons that i was drinking that i needed to investigate more of and that started yeah. with therapy in spring and then i stopped drinking for four months just to kind of reevaluate everything um mm-hmm. and then i um i had one night just to be more transparent than people probably care about um i had a night of a severe anxiety where i it's the only time i remember purposely purposely blacking out just because my anxiety got so high where I was just mm. like, I don't like my brain anymore. And I tried to black it out, which that happened in December. And immediately mm. after that, I was like, Oh no, that can never happen again. So it's matters yeah. of just like, I need to once again. So the first time I did it, I was like, I need to get to the root to the problem. And I got to the root of some things. And then obviously anxiety came up again. I was like, no, I need to, investigate this further so i mm-hmm. sought actual prescription medicine i was just like hey doc i need something so now between the medicine and other things i still probably have um one or two a day um mm-hmm. whether it's a good thing or a bad thing the medicine has actually uh hired my tolerance 
Um, it's much harder for me to get drunk now, but I oh, don't weird. chase it so much anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I can go days without, like, if I don't think about drinking, I won't at all, but I like having a beer with dinner. So I'll, I'll usually mm-hmm. grab one with dinner and then I might have one more. Um, in the past in old episodes I would do before all of this, like the original in, uh, inception, not inception, the original start of this podcast, I'd probably have four or five, but at this point I've had half this beer, almost a mm. third of it. So, I mean, it just doesn't cross my mind nearly as much. Um, yeah. So I appreciate you asking me something I'm nerdy about, which is mental health and, um, you know, bettering yourself, things like that. Um, yeah, I think it's, I don't think the, uh, prescription matters as much as somebody seeking a prescription. I mean, people mm-hmm. use pot as something that mm-hmm. helps them. I mean, pot can be very divisive whether or not it's a drug, but I mean, I think if you use it properly, it can be very helpful to you. I mean, I think people will realize that caffeine makes them too edgy and anxious, so they'll cut it out. Mm-hmm. And that's what you should do. No matter what end of the spectrum you're at, as long as you're seeking information about it, as long as you're seeking what works best for you, doctor's approval is usually a good thing. So if you are going to go the pot route or anything, medicine prescription, please get it prescribed by a doctor. My medicine was very much prescribed by a doctor and they started me off with a, the medium dose. And I was like, Hey, can I occasionally, occasionally take the lower one? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. So read Mm -hmm. books, inform yourself. I did my own very own rant there. (laughs) Sorry. No, that's good stuff though. Yeah. I think that, that's one thing that I think has changed a lot over the last few years is to people just being way more open about mental health. I think this past like social isolation, I think is just exacerbated a lot of problems that people have had before. And I, they people are just a lot more open, like I said, about talking about it, which is great. Yeah. Um, you know, the, there's like a cultural or societal pendulum that swings back and forth where, things are going to reach their the bubble and the bubble is going to burst and then it's going to come back in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I cannot articulate the details which I'm, what I'm, of what I'm trying to explain, but I think there was a moment last year where a lot of people hit that pendulum bubble of just like, oh, some of us need help. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the quarantine was clearly not a good thing on the large scale, 50,000 foot view. It sucked. But there are, yeah. you know, silver linings of a lot of people going like, hey, we should reevaluate a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to entirely put you on the spot. Is there anything you reevaluated? I know you had the monthly. Uh, but what was your favorite BetterQuest goal that you set and succeeded for yourself? Mm. Let me think here. Hmm. Good grief. You did painting. I think Hanson's cool. the one that Hanson gave me. Actually, I really enjoyed where it was just like. He wanted me to like help three aspiring writers with their stuff. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to give yeah. a shout out to the three people you helped or do you know if they'd be comfortable with that? I don't know if they'd be comfortable with it. So I'll just, I won't. Uh, you're in my thoughts though. Each and every okay. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, that's actually how you and I first had a, a correspondence is I initially reached out to you to uh, 
Navalia, very short form book idea that I had. And then I ended yeah. up picking it back at this podcast again. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to ask him to be on and see what he says and definitely offer him appreciation for, you know, um, accident, incidentally, you know, pushing me in the right direction. It's crazy how, um, no, a better way to phrase it would be, I think it's a, a good way to measure a person about the uh, influence they have on others without knowing about it. And I mean, on that form, mm -hmm. you definitely have a very high measure of being a person of just, you definitely influence people and you probably won't know the half of it. And I don't just say oh. that for myself. Like, I know that. Oh, well, thank you. Actually. But yeah. Legos, do you want to say anything else about Legos now that we've gone on way too deep of <laughs> personal Well, Eric, we haven't even yeah. talked about Legos and video games, which I mean. Oh, yes. Okay, that Lego movie. Intersection there. One That's... to ten. A Lego movie? Mm-hmm. See, here's the deal. I am not of the school where like the 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 10 does not exist, even though like when I worked at GI, I never gave anything a 10 because I I didn't play any games that were worthy of a 10. But that's I would say video games, I hate video games. <laughs> no, just the people who play them. No, that's not true either. Um, I'd give Lego movie. Let's give it a good. Man, I really like it. Let's say like a nine, seven, five. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's on that 9.5 scale for me. I, um, yeah, I think it, it, it totally captured what I love about Lego. And it actually like some of the. Some of the scenes, if I'm remembering correctly, I hope I'm getting this right. Yeah, I think some of the street scenes, like some of the modular buildings are in there, too. So yeah, probably the first one, I think they had uh, the second one. I think I feel as though they had more license and more different people saying, yeah, use the trademarks for the movies as well. Mm -hmm. could be wrong about that though but yeah. the first one definitely felt more uh base level hey here's our actual properties advertised mm -hmm. versus anything else um yeah. like a batman movie you did say earlier you like that yeah that was great yeah super fun the second one do you rate it higher or lower than the first one i would rate it a little lower than the than the first one but it was still just, very just a couple points just a couple like fractions of points. Still very, very fun, though. The games I tried yes. playing. Um, I recently got PS Now. I didn't realize how good of a mm -hmm. deal it, it was, but it's really good for just like pickup games. Um, mm -hmm. I tried. I think it's Lego Batman 3, uh, something Gotham. Um, yeah, it was hard. Why is a Lego mm -hmm. game hard? Lego games are not necessarily the easiest. Yeah, they're Is it's it just really weird. Very, I'm very bad at video games. I have not beat Hades yet. Like, is it just yeah. me or are those like a little harder? Than they no, need to be? I would say they're a little harder than their need. They need to be. And I think they might be functionally at times harder than they're intended to be as well. Like the platforming is generally fairly not great throughout. And, uh, the way that they incorporate puzzles, especially like in 3D space where you're like trying to assemble something and you know exactly what it is. It's like this is supposed to be like a statue, but I can't get the pieces to move where I want them to move. Like those can be kind of frustrating. Um, yeah, but I, I think the Lego video games, like the first one that I remember, like they may have had some before, but like Lego Island was just like. I don't know if you are familiar with that or no. whatever. It was it was like an open world game before 
like GTA three, like several years before that. So it was just like, it was really interesting at the time just to be like, like the concept of an open world and like playing it on PC and just being like, Oh wow. I can just like walk around and see all this like Lego stuff that I'm familiar with and seeing like, it wasn't like I, I was like one of those weirdos or I should say nerds who got <laughs> that you read about when avatar came out there. Like I want to paint myself blue, but um, no, it was really fun though. It was just to be like tool around and like drive around like Lego cars that you, that I'd built and, like for years and years and stuff like that. So that was really cool. And then there wasn't a whole lot of Lego stuff of note until like TT games made the like Lego star Wars, the complete saga. And then they've just completely, they just keep making more and more and more Lego games. And I've enjoyed most of them. Yeah. You said something about the Lego star Wars saga. Is that what you said? Mm Mm-hmm. Are you going to be at day one for buying that when it comes out? The new one? Yeah, yeah, no, probably. Yeah, the one that has a mysterious question mark date. That is the one where I'm willing to, like, I did not have fun playing the Lego Batman one, but I was like, mm-hmm. I'm willing to give this a chance. I might yeah. wait a week or two to see what kind of the reviews come in for it, but mm-hmm. it just, if you're going to capsulize everything with all the Star Wars movies into Legos, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I should probably definitely going to buy that without even blinking. Yeah, but yeah it, for it sure. It will end up being a wait and see for me. Yeah, I would highly recommend checking out the first Lego Marvel superheroes. It's open world is super fun to mess around with. And there are so many characters and they like so many unique abilities. And it's just just a really great game. I think overall. Now, the, isn't there a Lego City game that came out? Is that- yeah, Lego City Undercover. Yeah, it was originally yes, a Wii yes. U exclusive. And then they uh, released it on about everything i think later on yeah that's it's hilarious and it has like a really excellent ending sequence that i think hansen and i have talked about it breathlessly at length but it's surprisingly more powerful and impactful than it you might think it needs to be which it's great yeah it's a really good game is that something people can look up on youtube or do you think everybody should just play the game to capture it i think you should play the game because then the significance of it, not necessarily the significance, but like the difference in tone, I think will be more apparent and it'll have more of a, a an impact. I think that reminds me of how my brain works. Um, so Death Stranding, did you ever beat it? Um, no, I think I got. I thought a couple, I think I was getting ready. I just unlocked the zip line. I think is where I was. My best friend swears up and down that it's one of his favorite games of all time, but he said he hated it until like the last hour. Well, I'm sorry. He didn't say he hated it. He said it was just okay to like the last hour of the game. And then it became like a 10 out of 10 for him. I'm just like, hmm. I cannot. So, I mean, it, that's what the Lego city ending is. What reminded me of it where mm-hmm. like you have to do the, end. he said he, uh, apparently, I don't know if you can give any insight to this or not, but apparently a bunch of the reviewers, of the game we're told you cannot review this game unless you beat it and he says he thinks that's why is because once you, if you actually finish it then your whole opinion of the whole game will change and i was just mm. reminded of that by you talking about lego city where it's just like no you need to start to finish and then if you actually finish the game then it would take it from you know a seven out of ten to like a nine out of ten mm-hmm. or whatever it is so yeah that's interesting i i think 
I, I would welcome more experiences like that where it redeems itself at the very end rather than, I think, an all-too-common experience is kind of like, well, they didn't stick the landing on that. It was a fun ride overall, but eh. Just because we mentioned it earlier, I will double plug in and of itself because it's very much that where I enjoyed it throughout, but it stuck mm-hmm. the landing. Oh, that last yeah, few minutes, I was just like, oh, that's what he was doing. Oh, but it, yeah. yeah, sorry. Go and blind people. Stop listening to this damn yeah. podcast and go watch it. Um, yeah, absolutely. What are the Lego games are there? I know there's the DC properties, Marvel. Did they, they got, do well, they one got... for all the Harry Potters? Wait, did they have a Lord of the Rings one? I care more about that. Yeah, they have the Lord of the Rings. They have the Hobbit. No, do they do a Hobbit? I don't think they did a Hobbit. Um, they done Lego Movie. And they did the um, Marvel and DC Jurassic Park. They've done Indiana Jones. They've done. Gosh, what else have they done? Did they do it? Well, but well, so many Star Wars because they've done like the regular <laughs> Star Wars and they've done like the Clone Wars, I think. I think they did one they for each did. of the prequels, and then I don't think they did mm-hmm. one for each of the. Uh, well, the prequels were. Trilogy. It was really weird with the prequels because those were all on the, um, the Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga, right? So that was the weird thing about that was that the it came out before Revenge of the Sith was in theaters so you could see oh yeah yeah you could see the movie like the beats of the movie at least before it was in theaters for if i remember correctly um and then yeah, a I think couple of them do you remember the first lego game that added voice acting because i definitely played the ones besides that uh, batman one i tried recently i definitely played mm. the ones prior to voice acting being added yeah i think it was uh oh gosh i could be wrong i think it was lord of the rings had voice acting first but yeah don't don't quote me on that lego rock band is actually really good too oh yeah lego rock band's super great i uh never been a big fan of the rock band stuff just because i'm not good with musical instruments so that's probably Mm. why i um have zero rhythm i've tried many times Mm. to learn it but i nope too much shaking hands can't do it (laughs) i'm sorry um I am surprised there's a Lord of the Rings one, though. I kind of want to try that one now. Um, as far as nerd, nerd cool. culture goes, I am mm-hmm. surprised how much my wife loved the Lord of the Ring movies. She's definitely she has her passions and things like that. Not to say she's mm-hmm. not without like interest. But as far as like the prototypical nerd culture goes, I was uh, very shocked at how quickly and much she attached to the Lord of the Ring movies. She loves them. So, yeah, I same same with my wife, too. It was I think she likes them significantly more than I do. And I like them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. She like I she told me she would watch them with me and then we watched the first one together. And then I came. I was like, I was like, uh, so during the week, we don't get much time to do our own own things, basically. Um, so during the weekend, we'll try to watch stuff together. We actually started a new save of Until Dawn last night. She loves that game. But hmm. I remember that we had watched the first Lord of the Rings during a weekend. And the next weekend, we we're supposed to watch Two Towers together. And then when she brought up the movie, she was already like three-fourths through it. She was like, well, you already saw it, right? I was like, what? 
Uh, okay i thought we're watching these together she was like i just started watching i like it so it was just very funny to me that she just get past it and just tried to watch as much as she could i think she watched the third one mm -hmm. on her own i made her rewatch the uh horn of gondor scene i think it is mm. yeah yeah she likes this <laughs> is there a stranger Things set there is a stranger Things set yeah it's got that upside down yep that's cool i kind of want those now that'd be good like set to have like around the house basically i don't know if you can still get that one anymore i think that that's one of the more frustrating things is that they they rotate time. things out yeah uh, is there a current theme set that you know of that's of interest mm, let me think one that's like hey there is a this week before it stops selling oh that's going out of i think um Kind of think, yeah, I don't know offhand. Like as far as sets that are interesting, they're like, there's like a, like a little grand piano that looks pretty great that came out a while ago, and then there's a typewriter that they've, they were teasing on social media for a while, and then that would be great. If I'm not wrong, I forget where I saw this. You somewhere mm -hmm. spoke about love of typewriters and why they should not be out of style. Correct. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, typewriters are great. I want my own, like, because I, uh, there are things I want to write eventually. Mm -hmm. And man, just the clack clack of keyboard or uh, typewriters, like those yeah. keys, like, I just, I'm in love with it. I know you can buy some. Um, it's definitely one of those, like a record player. I don't have a real record player. It's definitely a future mm -hmm. purchase for me that I want to get. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think a mechanical keyboard has a nice clack sound if you're, you want that at least and i would say like as much as i liked writing on a typewriter when i was younger i think the uh ability to edit things yeah. easier is is very nice especially if you're as terrible a typist as i am so i found out that this trivia is actually wrong so i'm gonna preempt this with that mm. but did you ever hear the rumored and, and it was propositioned as fact of where the word cliche comes from mm -mm. so cliche uh it's one of those like uh popularly believed myths that the word cliche comes from the sound a uh typewriter makes as the uh cylinder of ink slides back across the top of it with a mm. and when uh you know, typewriters were at its height of popularity and a lot of people knew of that noise. And if something was repeated often and if it's repeated often, that cylinder is making that noise that ksh, ksh, very often hmm. it was believed to be a uh, automatopoeia of, hey, man, that's a cliche or, hey, that's something that's repeated too much. Oh, that's strange. I'd never heard that before, but that's not true. Uh, yeah, as far as I know, it's not true, but it's one of those things where like, I prefer to believe the non-true version of it versus whatever the mm. actual uh, root or etymology of it is. I always say that we're, mm -hmm. we're wrong. But yeah, whatever the etymology of it is, apparently that's not it, but it's still a cool story. So we just yeah. pretend it's real. There um, you go. Other Lego thoughts. Um, is there any cool D&D &D Lego set? That's what I want to know. Not like a licensed one. They have like the Knights mm -hmm. theme, yeah. which... Yeah, but not a D&D &D straight up one, no. 
Yeah. Wizards of the Coast are pretty wonky with their trademarks. Uh, they just recently started a cross-market between the Magic the Gathering cards and D&D sets, and I don't know why it took so long, but here we are. Yeah, exactly. Um, Saturday morning cartoons, and that's a pretty broad structure. What would you say your favorite mm-hmm. set is of that? Saturday morning cartoons set? Hmm. Trying to think of... See, I would say the, the, the ones that I would say are technically Saturday morning cartoons. Like, they had, like, Avatar Last Airbender sets, and they had, like, a couple of Simpsons sets. That's cool. Those would be the closest approximation, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, definitely more of a side note. Um, did you watch He-Man as a kid? He-Man, yes. It did you watch Masters like, of the Universe reimagining that Kevin Smith did? And it's very divisive, and I don't think it should be. No, I did not. No. It's good. If you want to show something without blood and gore to your kids, that is good. That's it. Yeah. It holds up very well. It's not very gory. It's very much, hey, what if they did something that was all of the kid or the toys of older generations, um, like the Triclops, which is a very mm-hmm. stupid name for a character because he literally just a dude with three eyes, but like taken into a serious role. So highly recommended as far as that goes. Do you know about any He-Man Lego sets? Mm-mm. Nope. Mm. They have not had He-Man Lego sets. <laughs> I've never really been into He-Man. My daughter loves She-Ra. Uh, actually, my wife loves it a lot, too, on Netflix. But, yeah, the Masters of the Universe I thought was really good to watch. So, hmm. Excuse me. Oh, we talked about Star Wars a couple of times. Do you have a favorite movie? Um, I really like Return of the Jedi. The last of the original trilogy? Yeah. Yes. Everybody always says uh, Empire Strikes Back, and I'm the only person I feel like who loves that last one. Yeah. Um, To me, it would be that one, A New Hope, and then Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I think... Yeah. I don't know. I I think that there's a big gap between Return of the Jedi and, like, my second place, I would say, because I think Return of the Jedi is just... It's so much fun. Yeah. And I know that I think the Ewoks are like a very divisive element of that movie for some reason, because I think people like to take their Star Wars very seriously, but I think they're fine. Everybody complained about the prequel trilogies having all these things that are clearly designed for like just to sell toys. And the Ewoks was the first example of they didn't even have names in the movie. It was just a mm-hmm. little figure created for purely selling toys that they attached a name to and post, which was Ewoks. So, I mean, mm-hmm. whoever doesn't think that Star Wars to some degree is toys sell first mentality is just wrong to a degree. Like you call it a capitalistic choice if you want to. But I mean, it has very much always been marketed about toys and then with a sci fi fantasy kind of in I will I'll push it. back on that a little bit though I would say an alternate scenario if they went to the forest moon of Endor to disable the shield around the Death Star um, and there weren't if nobody was there that would be very boring wouldn't it 
It's true. But did you have to create them as cute little creatures that kids would want to buy? Well, I mean, they made an action figure of Lobot. So, I mean, like, whatever. The- Lobot goes with a deep cut. Is that one of the uh, bounty hunters? No, he's the guy on Cloud City. He's Lando's uh, friend who's got the weird little, like, the thing on his head. He's the guy who points. Oh, I think I know who you're talking yeah. about. But the Ewoks yeah. are on Endor. Is that what you're telling me? The forest moon of Endor. Yes, sir. So I cussed up real bad in one of my other episodes. And I called it Yavin. What is Yavin then? Yavin, I believe. What is Yavin? Is Yavin the um the Wookiee? No, Kashyyyk is the Wookiee island. Island. Yeah. Uh, is uh, Yavin planet. where you get the uh, Anakin Skywalker in the yellow jet plane? The weird yellow one. Yavin. Yeah, I think it's from it's one of the the middle trilogy, right? The prequel, the prequel trilogy. trilogy yeah. 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 It's from that, I think. That's See, that's like I know that enough Star Wars to get my I, I could carry on a Star Wars conversation, but then like if you run into like a walking Wikipedia person, I just collapse. <laughs> like I yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to call out uh, Charles McGregor in my last episode because he told me the planet I was thinking of was Yavin. And I had hesitation. I was like, I don't think it's Yavin, though. And it's not. It's Endor. Um, yeah. Endor's with the Ewoks. And uh, yeah. we're talking about, uh, let's get your opinion of this real fast. Uh, the color palettes of the original trilogy movie. Isn't it really muted? The color palettes in the original trilogy? Yeah, there's not much going on. It's just greens and grays. Very and- sterile, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if you saw the uh, we spoke in the last episode about this again with Charles McGregor, McGregor about the um the new Star Wars Visions that's coming out and it looks phenomenal, but one of the things that caught our eye was all the colors that they used, the bright and vibrant and if you think about it, Star Wars never really embraced that, especially with the original trilogy. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. I never really thought about that. Um, Lego thoughts, though. We talked about the game. Ga- Did we talk about the games to detail? Is there any other thoughts you have about the games? Um, super fun co-op games and. Uh, best character in, uh, in Lego Indiana Jones is the rocket launcher. They they don't call them Nazis in that, but it's the. Rocket launcher soldier. So unlock him because he's very fun. He blows everything up well. That's all I have to is, say. Is the, the Lego games. Jo- is the Indiana Jones Lego games like one for all three of them, or is there three different games? Yes. It's all three. And okay. I think it's got okay. if I'm not mistaken, I think it has Crystal Skull too. Bill. Um, do you yeah. know what my real nerd shame is? What's your like, real nerd shame? I've only seen Crystal Skull, and I know how embarrassing that is. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I have yeah, this th- those, fact- those movies are fun. Yeah, they hold up. I have this weird thing where I, there's definitely movies I should have seen, but just haven't. I feel like culturally, I've just osmos- osmosis, osmosis, just taken them mm-hmm. in, and I don't need to watch them. Jaws, um, I've, I haven't seen the original Godfather all the way through. Um, mm-hmm. God, I've seen Goodfellas probably three or four times now, but I haven't watched Godfather. I haven't watched some like key uh, films that are expected upon with no nerd culture, so to speak. Like I watched Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. It's 
I've never seen Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> Feels weird. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, it's not as relevant, but I remember like I never watched any of the lethal weapon movies, which for a time was like on like people were shocked. But now I think you it doesn't matter. I, I at this point I'd be shocked if you haven't seen any of the Die Hard movies. Oh yeah, I've seen all the Die Hard movies. Okay, okay. Yeah. Lethal Weapon, I can understand <laughs> you not watching. Die Hard though. Good movies, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um so you feel like you've said your breath with the uh, Lego movies. Wait, quick question. Well, two mm-hmm. questions actually, because they did Lego mm-hmm. Mario's. Have you have you messed with those a lot? Yes, I have the. They they released the Lego NES, which is a really really fun set. It just looks like an old NES with a controller. And oh really? Yeah, it's fantastic and. Uh, and I have like the little electronic Mario Lego guy that yeah yeah you can interact with the Lego NES set also. So I messed with like beyond that though I'm not buying the blind bag power ups and all that stuff. It seems like a fairly diabolical little ecosystem they've built for themselves. I will say anybody listening to this who's willing to take toy recommendations, the Mario Kart Hot Wheels they have out now. It's a pure joy when I bought that. I yeah. played with it way more than my uh, daughter did. I bought it for her. Like I would just sit there. I'd put on Bowser, watch Bowser and Yoshi go around the track. And <laughs> it's just the Hot Wheel toys on a track, but with just Mario figures instead. Um, what I was initially going to ask you, though, before realizing that Mario Legos was a thing, is if you had to take one game and make mm. it a Legos, what would that be? Oh, boy. Let's see here. Hmm. <sighs> Oh, if I was going to be, I'll be greedy. This is what I would do. I would say uh, Dead Rising 2 because that one has like the weapon construction when they introduced that. So you could do a bunch of crazy combos there. And also just the size of the zombie hordes in that are huge. So to do it effectively, you'd have to get a ton of zombie minifigs, which would be Mm. economically... Very, very good thing for you. Be a good bargain if you want a lot of minifigs. Now I'm thinking about a Night of the Living Dead set. Mm-hmm. I think that would be mm-hmm. really cool and stylistic. It's kind of yeah. exists, right? No. Oh, man. That would be cool, though. I saw that. I forget which streaming service has it, but some, some somewhere is bringing back the Night of the Living Dead fully animated. It looks really cool, but it's just an animation version of that movie. Hmm. That's weird. I'm trying to think of what Lego sets I'd like to see, but none really come to mind. Well, I uh, Final Fantasy VII I think would be cool. Midgar, yep. can you imagine a whole Midgar Lego set? I would, if I were you, I'd look up the like the Ninjago, like the big Ninjago. Oh wait, is it Ninjago one that I'm thinking of? Uh, yeah. The like the latest iteration in Jago has like a really detailed like town that kind of reminds me of Midgar in a weird way. But. What was your uh, experience with uh, Lego's long lost cousin Bionicle? Bionicle, interesting. Probably the most I've interacted with the Bionicle universe was the uh, they had a Bionicle game that TT Games made. Mm. That I- yeah. That was fun. 
But my kids had Bionicle, but it was just one of those things where like they just kept getting them like as gifts, but they never really like sought them out or whatever. They're they're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it pretty much seems to be the takeaway with them is they're just they're just toys. There's nothing really mentionable about it. Um Yeah. I was trying to think of uh any other question I want to ask you that's Lego related. Um hmm. I did have with uh, more we're talking about toys for kids and things like that. Do you want to drop something that we talked about off air? Um, I mentioned this, anybody listening who's actually binging this or going episode by episode. I listen. I mentioned in the episode with Charles McGregor that um, through Anchor, there's a way to give tips or donations to the platform not the platform, but the podcast. Um, if anybody listening to this right now really wants to give to the podcast, um, just know that that money is going to go towards uh, better places. Um, I'm going to forward it to different charities. Um, and speaking of Jeff earlier, Jeff, would you like to say which charity you would like to see anybody donating to this episode or podcast, what that money will go towards? Yeah, Extra Life, I think, would be great. So anybody listening right now who wants to give money through the anchor, um, just type in there that you want the money to go through extra life. And I'm not going to keep any of the quote unquote proceeds. If you give money to me through anchor, I'm just going to afford that through extra life and other charities that guests come on and mention. Um, I'm probably going to mention that again at the very end of this episode, but I did not want to be remiss and forget to mention it at all. So yeah. Um, uh, the anchor link, which a lot of people will f- probably find this podcast through, um, there's a spot on there that you can give and just know that if you give, it will go through a charity. If you want it to be a specific charity like Extra Life, just there should be some spot to type that in there. Um, but back to the actual podcast, let's pretend that was mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. an advertisement of shorts. There you um, go. Is there any uh, novel you'd like to see made into Legos? And that's probably a novel. Last specific question let me think any outsiders or gone with the wind scarlet figures (laughs) actually outsiders would be pretty cool (laughs) i think about yeah a bunch of greasers soda pop pony boy stay golden Uh, pony boy yeah exactly um Gosh, you really threw me for a loop here. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a novel that I think would. How about a graphic novel? We'll we'll take like, we'll do some like basic You're right. stuff. We'll Watchmen s- would be fantastic. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Where are you going to Watchmen? Say? I was oh, going to say Watchmen story? for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, yeah. God, you could have so many different sets. You could have the Oz. I can't say this word. Ozzy, um, like Antarctica set of his base. Mm-hmm. You could have yep. the Manhattan set. You could even have the side plug uh, Pirate of Black something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those intermission stories. You could have that mm-hmm. as it's. Oh, God, this is a Lego gold mine that is just exactly being set on. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that that is. I kind of beat you to that um, choice, but yeah, that's a solid choice. We got man. there together. Yeah, for sure. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So with uh, Lego thoughts, any other uh, things you want to add to it? Um, I would say two things. I think that you should buy your kids Lego sets and then also don't let them sell them. Mm-hmm. Because 
even kids like people that I know grew up with Lego and then lost interest or whatever. I don't think I've ever heard from anyone who was who was not like super excited and delighted when they came upon their old Lego collection as an adult later on. So they could either pass it to their kids or just like it was super fun for them to run into it again. So um, this is a um, good kind of segue out. Uh, mm. kind of final question is um, with that, though, so my brother and I used to have this kind of weird cardboard tub. It's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. It, it was bad design. It came from something else. I forget what it was actually meant for that. We would put after we took those figures apart, we would throw them all in there. What is your recommended storage of Legos? Mm. Forever. Do you have a tote? Do you have a bin of Legos? Are you yeah. build and put to the side or what? Well, let's see here. We When I was a kid, we had like, you know, around Christmas time, someone will buy you that like a big tin thing of like popcorn. And there's oh, like yeah. a cardboard divider in there. There's like the cheddar, the plain, and then the caramel corn. So we kept all of our Lego in like one of those things. And then I kept getting more and more. So eventually we started using like big Rubbermaid totes with like the at the time they have like hinged lid. But I have a just a ton of those full of Lego. And that seems like the most. It's not they're not organized in any way, but I think that like something that I, I find very soothing about the process of like pro tip when you have a bunch of Lego and you're in like you want to like put it on the floor and mess around with it, like put down a blanket or a sheet first. And then that way you can put it back in the tote very easily rather than just like scooping it back in handfuls at a time. But I like that sound of like finding the pieces, you know, that you get like the plasticky clacky sound and everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's that a big part of the true. experience too. Yeah. Um, so I said Rubbermaid totes. Yeah. Storage is very important with Legos, people. Uh, Absolutely. So you're excited to go back into those totes at some point. But besides that, what else are you excited Mm. for that is on the horizon? What am I excited about that is on the horizon? Two months. Yeah, I think the the new Lego Star Wars game. Looking forward to that. I Mm. think. um, Good grief. which I what else we get of. more um jeff keely came out with a upon this recording um mm-hmm. jeff keely came out with a trailer for gamescon which will be wednesday night so if you're listening to this right now you probably know what happened on that opening mm. night but there's footage of the lego game star wars game within that trailer and i was like yeah oh, we're gonna get news on it i hope it's good yeah and yeah, I'm trying to think of what else I'm looking forward to. It's this is a question that I always draw a blank on, and then I'm like, oh no, I should have said this. Oh, the the finally the Binding of Isaac last expansion is hitting the console next month, so I'm looking forward to that. That is the I, is that a roguelike, correct? It is. It is probably my favorite game right now. All so time. Looking forward to that. I think it's an all timer right now. Yeah. I'll have to something I never thought I would say. <laughs> I'll have to look into it more. I never really played it. Um, I never really played roguelites. Right now, I'm I'm more into turn-based games and JRPGs. Um, mm. 
I Yakuza Like a Dragon is the very first game where I am delaying the story of the game by doing side quest. I just keep yeah. clearing the map. It's probably it's not my favorite game of all time, but it's probably my favorite game of this year. Um, oh, like those games are so good. Yeah. Um, and then uh, near Automata, which is mm-hmm. such a mix mash of different games and styles it's just hitting mm-hmm. the right spot right now so i'm playing through that right now as well um yeah the game rules. i'm excited for metroid dread uh, i'll probably play the tales of arise game again i've just been more into jrpgs recently than probably ever before mm. yeah yeah i downloaded the ghosts of tsushima like the ps5 version i have not messed around with it yet so mm-hmm. looking forward to that as well I have not played that one yet. I have not done good with open world games, which I know I just said like, you know, like a dragon, for example, like that one's open mm-hmm. world side quest, things like that. But uh, unless it's like a, it doesn't have to be fully narrative based, but unless they there's the, Hey, here's the path you should be on. Like I'm not mm-hmm. good at those Assassin's Creed tower based games where it's just like open oh. up this spot that can show you more. I just feel like I have such little time to game that I get distracted and just never continue on with those. Yeah. What's your uh, favorite style game? I know as a ex member of GI, it's a big loaded question for you, but mm, I like open world games typically, like sandboxy type stuff for sure. Yeah. Are you still following any comics now since you mentioned Watchmen earlier? Mm-mm. No, I expensive read very. Yeah, I'm told. I never really got into comics. Mm. Really like the like standout graphic novels, it would pop up, and I would. I would check out, but yeah, I was never a, uh, I got to get my new issue of whatever. <laughs> you never had your own Which box again, at the comic store. Yep. Did not have that. Nope. Definitely not. Box. I had a pull box for like a summer and I was just like, I cannot afford this. This is way too expensive. <laughs> uh, so you watch most of the MCU stuff with the family, but you do keep up with most of it. Yeah. I think I've seen all of the MCU stuff. Yeah. Do you have a movie you're with looking the exception- to? I'm sorry. Um, uh, I don't know. I think the the next couple are kind of like, eh, whatever. I'll watch them. I'm not particularly excited about them, though. You're not excited for the Spider-Man? Uh, I guess I don't know anything about it, so. Oh, uh, well, we have um, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Um, I'm not convinced that that's a real good. movie. <laughs> Is that like the Elden Rings to you? You just don't think it's real? I don't think it's real. Yeah, it's just like they keep showing ads for it on on Twitter and, and stuff. I'm just like, why is no one talking about this? I it's it's definitely flying under the radar more than it should. Um, for, is that a character would, that people know about? And I'm just like, it's a blind spot for me because I've never heard of that guy. No, it is. It's a older character that they're trying to revitalize, so to speak. Um, it's mm-hmm. a deep cut, and but I, w- with having said that, like Guardians of the Galaxy, people don't know yeah. that the Guardians of, was a deep cut as well. Oh, I yeah. was one of the few people sure. of my comic book friends that like knew about Guardians and was excited for it when it was announced. Shang Chi mm-hmm. though isn't, I wouldn't say isn't relevant in comics right now, but it's so Guardians is more of a if you followed all comics, then you would know about them because they had a current run in like two thousand eight. That was pretty mm-hmm. big to people who followed comics at the time. But Shang-Chi, I cannot remember the last time I even heard anything about a Shang-Chi comic. So they're definitely reaching back into the abyss of lore and things like that, which 
you could say they're doing the same for, thing for the Eternals, but excuse me. I watched the, uh, I think it's the second big Eternals trailer, and I'm actually excited for it now. Hmm. It wasn't initially because I don't think they showed too much for it, but that last trailer they dropped had me really hyped for the Eternals. Yeah. I'm, I'm generally, I'm moving more toward like, if I can at all avoid it, which is actually very easy to do, I will not watch trailers. For stuff. I usually watch the first one and usually cut it there. But all these TV mm-hmm. spots and all of these like teasers to trailers, I'm like, no, I'm good. I will purposely dodge them now because mm. you either get the whole movie or you get a repeat of scenes and it's just not worth watching. And trying yeah. to split hairs there is just not fun. Um, Anyways, the Spider-Man movie, though, should be coming out in December, and that you should be excited mm. for, because so far those have just knocked it out of the park. Um, some of the best material, I think, from MCU. But I'm a Spider-Man fan, so what can I say? Yeah, exactly. Uh, besides that, is there any other lasting thoughts you want to leave with the listener? Hmm. No, just, just be good to each other. Yeah, pretty, pretty basic stuff, but yeah. Do you want to do any social media plugs or just remind people they should definitely be listening to Better Quest Monthly with uh, yourself and Ben Hansen through the min-max. Um, that's two ends for men. Um, their yep. Discord is also amazing. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> um, uh, again, as well, um, I know I kind of segued myself into it earlier, but I will start to try to press through episodes. If you want to give this phrased weird, but if you want to give money to this podcast, you will be futurely giving it to charities and things throughout the year, hundred percent of it. Um, I'm going to try to speak with guests as they come on. If you would like for this episode, Jeff mentioned the extra life. Um, if you type in the notes of whatever you money you give towards the episode, I would specifically put it towards that. I'm sure GI and min max will be doing fun things for extra life. So you'll see my name pop up there with the money that you gave. Um, it's the only way that I can think to, uh, give forward in the world. So I do have a quote unquote platform right now that I can do that with. So that's my attempt there. Um, if you liked me personally, you can follow me at sincerely underscore Eric on Twitter. Um, Jeff, anything else? No. Okay. Thanks for having Uh, me. Been fun. Thanks for being here. Uh, if you like this podcast, you can follow at Calm Down Nerd P P for Podcast um, on Twitter. Um, if you want to write me an email, because people do that at Calm Down Nerd Podcast. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Calm Down Nerd Podcast at gmail.com. Um, I think you have to like what you love, and I love to hear about it. Thank you. You'll have a good day.